Yo, 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 welcome back to It's Up There Podcast. I am your active and attractive host for another episode of the fastest growing podcast on the market right now. You know exactly what's going on. You know the vibes, you know who you're looking at, and you know who you're in the building with. Today, um, in our culture, we got rappers, we got producers, we got filmmakers, we got podcasters. Now we got earners. I'm sitting here with Earn Your Leisure. How you guys What's doing? Up? What's hey, up, brother? Man. Thank you for having us. Great man. intro. Great I, intro. Appreciate hey, man. Hey, man. It's it's an honor, man. I tell y'all, man, I told you, you know, and I'm going to give you your flowers here because we talk behind the scenes. And I've always told y'all, y'all the most important people in the culture, the most important podcast in the space, the most important people in the culture, the most important podcast in the space. At the same time, you dudes like Pee Wee Kirkland to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I when I look at y'all, so um, you know, and the reason I say that for my people, because I know, you know, some of y'all know who these guys is. They they are, you know, world renowned. You understand? So some of y'all know who they are, but for me, I just want to give y'all a little understanding of my outlook on where I place these guys in the game. For those of you that watch me, um, I was explaining actually to Parlay um, from the Franchise Boys yesterday. Yeah, shout out to Parlay. Yeah, shout out Parlay about how you guys are so important. And the reason I say that, again, student of the game. I know comics built the podcasting space. I know hip-hop came in with a force that's unmatched, right? But when I look at the space and I look at the Rogans and I look at the, the Burt Kreishners or I look at the RP Combat Jacks or I look at the Joe Buttons and I look at everybody in the space, I say everybody's talking good, but a lot of people are not effective. You guys are effective. What, what, just introduce us to y'all journey, how, how y'all kind of got started. Um, and I'll tell you, I caught on to y'all long time ago. With Dame Dash, where were y'all in y'all journey at that point after you answered the question? And I just, because I kind of want to put a timestamp on when I saw you guys for the first time. Yeah, no, for sure. Appreciate that. Um, so I guess the first question is how we got started, right? Yes, sir. So, uh, well, for anybody that doesn't know who we are, you know, Earn Your Leisure, we are a financial literacy business platform. And um, that was kind of like our original mission statement was to, you know, make financial literacy cool. It's popular now, and that's dope to see. But at the time we started it, it wasn't really how it is now. As far as everybody talking about crypto stock, everybody talking about that now, but right. it wasn't really like that. For sure. So um, we had started it, and you know, it originally started, in, you know, in the classroom. Um, Troy, he, he was a teacher, and um, you know, I was working in finance, so we was teaching a financial literacy class in the summertime mm. for like seven years um, in our neighborhood, and um, from there we started filming it and putting um, some videos on Instagram. And then the videos on Instagram was getting a lot of traction. And then from there, you know, I was just going to anybody's like local radio or whoever would have me game down. and was just talking about yeah. it. And I was filming myself and putting it on Instagram. And then those clips just started to just come viral. So everybody thought that I already had a podcast. So they was asking like, yo, where can I see this? What's the name of the podcast? The right, right. So <laughs> it was just a natural progression to move it into our own podcast. Um, Troy came with the name Earn Your Leisure. Dope name. Let's spend some time now. Because, <laughs> you know, like I say in this game, man, it's, it just doesn't seem, even if it is, right, when we deal with music, we see people 
kind of put that thought into like their album names and and your dudes are now just starting podcasts calling them you know any little thing <laughs> you know what I'm saying so when I even even that name yo earn your leisure <laughs> you know what I mean like earn your leisure <laughs> you know what I mean so that's that's dope yeah it, it came from really uh he was starting his own social media campaign and so our thing was like, and anything he does, anything our brothers do, we support. For sure. And so he was like, yo, I, I need a hashtag to kind of go with what I'm trying to do. And I was like, yo, I think I got one. And um, I just thought about how we moved around in our town. Right. People have seen us growing up. They seen us have fly cars, fly clothes, pretty girls. Right. They never saw the hard work. They never seen him go to school. They never seen me work two jobs and then go to school after. Right. They never saw all that. And so we were, I was like, look, man, we need a name that encompasses all that. And I was like, yo, we earned some of these freedoms. Like, we've earned the right to have some leisure. Dope. So when he uh, was come, trying to come up with a, a hashtag for what his personal thing, I was like, yo, earn your leisure. That's it. And um, that be, it was just a hashtag. And he was using it. And it was kind of fly. And then we started seeing people put it on their vacations. And he stopped using it. And then our, our bro Spinks was like, yo, what happened to that, that hashtag? I think it was dope. Yeah. And so when we were coming up with a name for the podcast... We had uh, a couple other names. He, he thought of Money, Power, Respect. And I was like, yo, dumb rappers need teaching. Both bad boy names. I was like, maybe Puff not going to like this. <laughs> right, right, right. And so the, the hashtag <laughs> Ernie Leisure was ours. It was like, we didn't have to recreate anything. It was like, it was already ours. So Ernie Leisure just became the name. And now it's like, it's a brand name that it speaks for itself. And they, brand, they know that. You, right. When I tell you, you got power behind it. You yeah, know, it's yeah, not yeah. like just like I say, the woo de woo podcast, like, yo, bro, earn your leisure, bro. Yeah. Like, seriously, though. You know what I mean? A lot of hustlers, a lot of people, even from where I'm from, and you know, like I, when I first met you, I was saying, like, my job is to bridge the gap between knowledge and money. You know, a lot of you guys deal with the knowledge and the money. Mm -hmm. So a couple weeks ago, we saw uh, Kanye West go on Drink Champs. And he spoke about how the game is like the league. And I look at this shit like the league. I've been looking at it like the league. Shout out Kanye. Shout out Nori. I've been looking at it like the league. But when I look at y'all, I say, see, I, man, my mind's crazy, right? Yeah. That's number one. I look at rappers, and a lot of people where I'm from look at the rapper like they're the extreme hustler. And I know that not to be the case. <laughs> right? Shout out to my rap guys. I'm Pee Wee Kirkland myself, but I be quiet about it. You know? So, but I'm saying we tend to look at the rappers like they is the ultimate hustlers, right? When I look at y'all, I understand that the freedom that y'all have, because y'all got not only the money, but the knowledge. Yeah. Now, when I keep seeing y'all kind of dudes keep hustling, to me in the league, that's y'all's at the contact. I look at y'all dudes like, you understand? Yeah, like, yeah, you done yeah. got the knowledge and the money. And he still willing and dealing. The rap dude don't know no better. They just got him on the, the hamster on the wheel. He ain't got sense enough to get out the rain. You know what I'm saying? Meaning, far as a, a business standpoint, they keep him in debt and they keep him, you know, working for him. With y'all having the knowledge and the money, I, I just look at y'all like, yo, these dudes are something special. Tell me when y'all no. Let's get back to the Dame Dash Dame, question. Yeah, where so, was that? Where were y'all at in the journey when y'all did the Dame Dash episode? Shout out to Dean. Shout out to Dean. That was like a year and a half um, after we started the podcast. It was actually at the beginning of Corona. So you know we live in New York. So Corona hit New York bad, like yeah. bad, bad, bad. When it first hit, everything was shutting down. It was like a gray cloud over the city. So 
at the time, we was like, we just need somewhere to just go and just vibe and just right. get some inspiration. Right. It, right. it was the beginning of the summer, so, you know, all our kids was um, out of school. So we took our whole family. It was probably like 15 of us. It was us, the staff, uh, my son, Troy's kids, his wife. It was like 15 of us. We, we went to L.A. For, for the whole month of July. And we got a dope house out there, and we was just vibing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, shout out to my man, Kenny Burns. So while we was out in L.A., um, you know, we was just looking for people to interview. Right. Because the day that we got to L.A., they had announced that L.A. shut down. Yeah, yeah. Dang. So like, oh, oh, yeah. You can't do no interviews. So, but it was still love, though, because, right. you know, it was good weather. It was beaches. It was it's just right, L.A. Right, right. So we like, all right, we're going to make the most of this. So let's try to get as much content as we can while we out here. So I hit Kenny, and, you know, the top person on our list from day one was Dane. Like, the top two people on our list, the top three people on our list from day one was Jay-Z, Dane. I knew Jay. And, and Nipsey. Yeah. And I Nipsey. see Jay all on y'all. Yeah, like yeah. I see Jay. When I, I, I said, man, we gonna say his name until he's sitting next to us. He yeah. gonna do it yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. He gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. Listen, ain't no. I know he gonna do it. You know why? Cause y'all dudes ain't reaching. Y'all just hustling. And if don't nobody respect hustling, <laughs> <laughs> that dude respect her. And and then I'm telling y'all, man. The, the thing that make at least me and I'm gonna do everything I can to bridge whatever gap between. The Jala put no knees guys and y'all. And if y'all don't know what the Jala put no knees guys is, something went viral the other day. Do you like Jala put no knees on your nachos? Well, I don't eat nachos like that. You feel me? So, that ain't my favorite food, by the way. You know what I mean? So, uh uh. You know what, guy, someone asked the guy, do we eat jalapenos? And that's how he pronounced. <laughs> do you do I eat dollar put on need? Yes, there be. So what what I'm saying is I, I'm I'm trying to bridge those, I'm trying to bridge those gaps. But he said, yo, I'm telling you that the people see when I first said it, people listening yeah. already start laughing. Yeah. Cause they know it was super viral, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, um, Jay gonna do it, right? He gonna instantly come down and do it because ain't no reaching. Y'all ain't doing too much. I'm making everybody rich. I, uh, it's just hustling, baby. Yeah. And it's New York. Yeah. I didn't never knew y'all was. I'm telling you, man, when I see y'all, see Jay. So Jay, Dame Dash, and who was the and, third? And Nipsey. Rest in peace. Nipsey. Yeah, Nipsey. All right. That was a, that was a go. big, yeah, that was a big, big inspiration yeah. for us. Um, so, you know, when we got to L.A., Dame, I knew that uh, Kenny Burns had a good relationship with Dame. So I hit Kenny like, yo, um, you think you can get us in touch with Dame? And he's like, yeah, let me call him. So he called him. And then like the next day, he put me in a group chat with Dame and was like, you know, that's kind of a surreal moment. Like we grew up on that. Sure, so I'm bro. in a group chat with Dame. And he's Dame. Supreme like, Hustler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he yeah. like, yo, let's do it. Let's let's set it up like the next day. So we went to his his spot. And Dame, man, somebody that I got a lot, a lot of respect for, bro, because it's like, you know, the way somebody's portrayed in the media is not always the real person. Right. And everybody look at Dame like he's crazy, he's bitter, this, that, and the third. Right. Um, but he showed us nothing but love. He let us use his studio. He, um, you know, gave us a bunch of game, gave me his direct line. Mm -hmm. Love. Um, you know, shared the content once the video was out. And we kept the relationship with him. Like, even now to this day, I call Dane, like, if, if you know, just to, just to chop it up with him. That's love. So that, that was something that was, like, a milestone interview for us. And um, a lot of people liked it. You know, it, it got a lot of traction. 
and that was one of those things where it was like, all right, that was like, you know, just trying to check things off the list. See, brand building is a powerful thing. And when I saw y'all with the Dame thing, I knew it was something special. The brand wasn't as big as it is now, but I said, what they kicking is dope. And then to see you sit next to Dame and kick that same game. See, everybody can... Everybody Batman until Batman show up. You see what I'm saying? You know, sometimes they in the car with a guy and they Batman. Other times they in the car with a guy and they robbing. You know, when y'all sat next to Dame and still was, I said, yo, these dudes is here. Talk to me. Talk to me about building the podcast, how difficult that was. The reason, see, y'all fight is different than mine. My fight is I got to try to be disruptive in my approach to the to the content game, right? Because it's oversaturated with people who think they know what they're talking about. So I gotta be disruptive a bit in my approach with y'all. I more so looked at y'all like an Uber of the space, like y'all solving a problem. So you hijack it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you hijacked the process. Talk to me about the podcast building. Yeah. I, I think like. what you spoke about with the Dame situation was two guys that are still humble enough to know that they don't know everything, right? And so when we talk to them, it's like, we're re- re- reminiscing on what we heard from him as young adults, sitting out as men, soaking up game, giving a little bit of game. Because right. he's humble enough to know that he doesn't know everything. Right, right. And so, like, that's where it starts. Like, as far as the podcast, it was, we didn't know anything about podcasting. Right. Right? We didn't know what to, how to record. We didn't know how to distribute the podcast. All these things we had to learn, but that goes back to that humbleness. Like, all right, we don't know anything. Let's build on this foundation right. and, and, and learn as we go. Right. And so when we started... It was like, all right, let's put out information. We had the Instagram page. Shadi's amazing at that. That's his strength. Right. And so we kind of lean on each other's strengths. Like, right, right. I remember being like, when we started, it was like three followers. <laughs> and I was trying to write up articles. And I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. I'm really not good at writing the articles up, but right. like he is. Right. What I'll do is like, you know what? From a standpoint of just research, I love research and I love reading. I'll read. I give him everything. Kick some, yeah. Kick. I give him all the information whatever. I've, yeah, I found, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I let him do his magic. And right. so, like, it was a formula that worked for us. Our other partner, Mike, was great at technology, and so we leaned on him for anything, like in logistics, as far as websites and uh, uploading videos and things like that. Right. So everything was like on the ground. Then we we reached out on to somebody in our neighborhood who knew how to record. And it was that simple. It was like, yo, literally. And the that crazy part crazy. is he worked at the daycare my son was at. Wow. And so we were just like, all right, let's just go. We had shotgun mics. I had a laptop smaller than that joint. And uh, we were just like, all right, more important than how this is going to look, how it's going to sound, Which is the saying. value of yeah. what we're about to yeah. say. And y'all hijacked it. <laughs> you hijacked the process with the, <laughs> I'm seeing that, and it's so, I don't know if somebody told y'all that, and I keep reiterating it. Not the overreach. Y'all dudes don't do no cap. Y'all don't do no. <laughs> now it's funny, you know, it's funny you say that because we were talking to somebody who was in uh, Beverly Hills and the dude had like a huge, huge mansion, super dope house. And he was saying, like, you know, it, it's crazy because, like, in our space, in the finance space, like, most people, they sell lifestyle, meaning like they got like a Lamborghini exactly. and they got a Ferrari. And it's exactly. like, I, in order for you to listen to me, I got to show you that I'm successful exactly. first. And then I'll get credibility and then you'll listen to me. Right. And he was like, y'all came in and y'all never sold lifestyle. Y'all just gave information. He was like, that's kind of like almost impossible. Like from that, day one, like y'all just yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But it real niggas like me and bank and parlay and niggas like that. 
we gravitate to that because, see, we come from a place where inflation is real. So all that over, overly, I can do it, I can do it, or, I, you know, I'm the best, take me for my words, like, yo, that'll scare us. Mm-hmm. And also on top of that, and it ain't about y'all no more. Again, y'all, this y'all is at the contact for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this is y'all's at the contact, man. I don't know already. You dig? I'm I'm to a point now where I can handle everything I got going on, but I'm still kicking this game. Yeah. So it gotta be for each one teach one, one hand wash the other, both wash the face. <laughs> Just the super business yeah. type yeah. of thing. Yeah, no shirts, no ties. Yeah, don't like, resonate the yeah. same. Like we, yeah. I mean, that's I learned that in education, Shadi as well. And he we just come to my classroom, he come in his 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 flops. Some T's, some J's, hoodies. and kicking supreme game. Yeah, because it it was about the social equity. Like we knew the value of what we had on. Like coming from the world of education, I, I walk into a classroom, the kids look at what I'm having on. I work right. in the city, so it was like, yo, I he fresh. I'm gonna listen to him. Exactly. And so exactly. I didn't have to wear a shirt and tie. I didn't have to wear khakis because the message was more important. Plus, they can relate to me. They they dress like that. Exactly. I'm using terms that come from the lyrics of the songs they listen yes, to. Yes, Lord. Or they can relate to that. Yes, Lord. And so we kind of just came with that same blueprint for Earn Your Leisure was like, yo, we're going to dress how we, we dress. We're going to wear hoodies. More important than that is what we kicking. Exactly. And we're going to use hip-hop because we know that's what we listen to. We grew up on that. Like, we are hip-hop babies. Right. So it ain't nothing for us to talk about finance through, through the lyrics. Right. Because we've been doing that the whole time. Right. Our right. whole lives. It's right. Like now the world's listening. Man, it's so dope. What, with, um, with, well, let's talk about, too, man. I wanted to talk with y'all about communication again because... You know, I told you that uh, with, with this up there podcast, like I'm an independent podcast, but I go to, to to the hood, to the ghetto, and what I do is I teach the children about communication. Um, I teach them about understanding not who's saying it, but what's being said. Right? I was I, I I like to say, listen, if I'm in, let's say I'm in Asia, right, and I'm I'm dying because I'm I'm very hungry, and they got signs up that say free food right around the corner, but their language is in a totally different language. I can walk past those signs and, and still remain in my same yeah. circumstance. That's that Nas line. So many signs in the hood, but no signs say out. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know that's I mean? see, see, big, big boy, that, see, that's supreme game. And yeah. you, see how, you see how you pull that? Yeah. That's what makes y'all so different than anybody else kicking this bullshit. You understand? <laughs> because y'all can pull it, grab it, that's that Nas. Boom. Put that together. Mash that. Eat that. Boy, that's Supreme Game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and I'm telling y'all that's resonating. It's reaching yeah. like me. And, you know, it's reaching people, bro. And I know y'all know that because y'all putting the work down. But um, with that being said, like, you know, I went I went down a journey uh, with that communication thing because for me, bro, it, it's it's... I pay so close attention to it because I know they they saying shit right in front of our face. They doing shit right in front of our face, but they using words outside of the words that they taught us, mm-hmm. right? So they got they take you to school, and that's why I got a disdain kind of for the school setting. It's because they take you to school and they teach you all of these words and all of these things, mm-hmm. and then soon as you get out of school, all of that's useless. Mm-hmm. Even the verbiage, like. It's not even the same thing in the real world. These things don't translate. Like, and certain things will ring true to me when I like, let's say you get in, in the bins, right? You open the door and it says on the thing, door ajar. I used to always wonder, like, why don't they just put open? <laughs> right? But that to me plays into that 
The same thing like with stocks. You won't find that sequence of numbers anywhere except right there. <laughs> so it's like you can't stumble up on it over here, you know, listening to rap. Or you can't be playing a video game and gain some understanding of it. You can only get that understanding if you come to this arena. Talk to me about stocks and how the hell, number one, y'all can retain so much information. And number two... What is the true def and working definition of stocks? Yeah, I mean, before we even throw that, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, our, our podcast and our whole platform has spread so quickly is because, you know, for a long time, people felt like the message was over their head and it was, you know, too too complex. Right. And, you know, a lot of that is done intentionally. So when we came, Simple. you know, we just spoke the regular way that we speak. We dressed the regular way that we dress. <clears throat> and... A lot of people could identify with that for the first time. It was like, oh, this is actually something that's not over my head. I'm not, you know, dumb. I can actually, you know, do this. Right. And I don't have to change the way I talk. I don't have to change the way I dress. So the the messenger is actually more important than the message a lot of times. Yeah. You just kick yeah. that's, but that's Eat the that up. Like, I'm, when, when you're saying that, all I'm thinking is nip, right? Like you right. said, that every generation is some dude that can come through and decode the matrix. Right? You know what I'm saying? Remind people of the strength of yes, their greatness. Yes, Lord. Like, here we are. Right, right. The decode, like, what decode. was said. Yeah, you know because saying? I'm telling you, they had it in plain sight. It's there. And, and yeah, no, and, and then, like, when they come out, man, I'm telling you, and even when you watch CNN, some of these things, they just use language that no one's ever taught you. It's like, yo, the, he just said, what did that word mean? <laughs> I've literally never heard that working word, but they're doing that on purpose. Number one, they don't want to pin themselves into saying something with certainty, right? So sometimes they use these little words that... But with stocks, I've never seen those number sequence like that, bro. 0.00. It's like, yo, hold on, son. <laughs> yeah, now, so for the stocks, like, the easiest way for me to explain it, there's two types of companies. There's private companies and then there's publicly traded companies. So, like, a private company is, like, where we have Earn Your Leisure. So we have me, Troy, and our other partner, Mike, we own Earn Your Leisure, so it's a private company, right? Mm, okay. So we make all the decisions, any any revenue, we split amongst ourselves. We don't have to ask anybody's approval for anything. Like, we own 100% of Earn Your Leisure. Now, if we take Earn Your Leisure public, meaning it goes to the stock exchange, now we might own, let's say, 20% of Earn Your Leisure, and 80% is owned by the public. Mm. That's why it's called publicly traded. So now once it's owned by the public, you can actually buy shares in the company. Okay. By buying okay. shares in the company, you're actually buying ownership of the company. So it's like a giant, think of like a giant pizza pie with like a million different slices, right? right. So each slice represents ownership. Mm -hmm. So if you buy a share of Apple, now you technically you are owner of Apple. Right. Now your your percentage of ownership might be zero 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 point one, right, like right. A, a very small right, percentage, right. but you're still an owner. Right. The more shares you have, the larger your ownership goes. So. Right. As an owner of the company, just like any company, if the company does well, now the company's value goes up, which raises the stock price. Mm. If the company doesn't do well, then the value of the company goes down, which lowers the stock price. So, you know, that's kind of like my fifth grade explanation yeah. as far as stock. And that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Now, let me ask you this. And, hey, uh, sir, you getting, you getting them when he talking, kicking that major game? 
you you going zooming in. I'm saying not the wide angle. I need them to see these boys when they go to kicking that real shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, for shit, show. I just want to make sure though. Yeah, my people depending on me. Yeah, 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 for sure. But um, but but um, uh, but no, that makes sense. Now, with 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 that being said, now let's talk about what stocks do, right? So without me knowing, I'm going to ask you some questions. Again, we just having a conversation, brothers just talking, yep. you know. So um, with those stocks, so let's say a company goes public. Are they taking that money and funding the company? Or like, so so the, so the money that they're getting from selling the stocks, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that to run cap, is that working capital? Or? Yeah, that, that helps their market cap. So the market cap tells the overall value of the company. Okay. And so when so the more shares you buy, right, the value of the company goes up. Okay. Right. So the more times you see the volume, there's like volume, right? They can tell the volume, positive volume, negative volume. Right? Okay. And so when I when we teach kids, the first thing we tell them is like, y'all know a stoplight, right? Right. Red means what? Stop. Means right. stop. Probably means bad. Right. Right. Green means go. Means positive. Means good. Right. So when you see those two colors on the on the market or the charts. If the stock's going up, it's going to be green. If it's right. going down, it's going to be red. Right. Depending that's on... That's a universal green. That's a universal, right? right? And right. so, like, we want to get their eyes familiar with exactly. it. Exactly. And so, the more money that comes into it, obviously, the, the value of the company goes up, the value of your share. So, the key is to not just have one slice of pizza, right? And we, when we talk about the pie. Right. But to get as many slices as, as possible because if you paid a dollar for that slice and two years later, that dollar's worth 10, you've made $9 on each slice. Yes, Lord. Oh, Makes each, sense. Each share. <laughs> right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Now, do you guys think, um, and before we get in the stock, because this is burning my head up, so I want to ask you guys this. Because anytime I see two powerful black men together, I want to make sure that you guys are, are uh, sound, and I know you guys are, but do you guys ever have, have you guys, you guys have any brother beefs? <laughs> nah, nah. Like, like, cause, like, and I'll tell you what made me say that, cause I hate to see when, like, you know, these things are just such a beautiful thing, and then, like a Jay and Dame, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you see that, sure. like a Jay yeah, and a we, Dame, we watch, right? We watch those things happen, yeah. right? So, yeah. so yeah, I, it happens all the time. I mean, for us, no, I mean, you know, there's always, it's of course, bigger men, than, yeah, men. exactly, yeah. bigger than just us. Like, you know, we got a lot of other people that's around us too, so you know. Everybody's not gonna always see it on the same page. Right. There's gonna be disagreements. There's gonna be fights. That's part of it. But right. for, for me and Troy, not really. I mean, honestly, we don't really have too many disagreements. Um, you know, because a, I think our, our our um our relationship is a little different. Like you know, what I mean, like we was really like friends our whole entire life. I can feel it. So you know what I'm saying. So it's like you know, it's, it's, it. it's real family. It's not like we just met a few years ago. Like right. we really knew each other forever. And um, you know, I feel like we got we got matching temperaments as far as like you know he's real you know laid back i'm laid back too but you know he's he's a very humble person so you know it's it's a it's a good dynamic and it's not a lot of ego it's not I a lot of ego class i can yeah. feel it and again that's what the information come with it see because you put three rap dudes in the group yeah they come from nothing with no information but money now you know, dudes' mentality started to like, yo, man, like, you know, because see, again, I'm from I'm from Nashville, right? So, I saw when Young Buck signed with G Unit and and how that ended up dissolving. It's like, oh, okay. 
So people are, and I also saw how rappers like to, I'm telling you, rappers, we have a hard time, bro, because we are, our, our approach is off, right? Rappers come back to the hood to stunt on the people who are broke, mm -hmm. right? I was just talking about Dolph, um, R.P. to Dolph. Peace, rest in peace. Um, and I got 36,000 shares. And and I'm just telling people like, listen, you you stay out of your hood not because you're afraid of your hood. You go to your hood in a structured setting. And I gotta always reiterate and repeat this for the youngsters. But you go to your hood after you become successful in a structured setting, right? You want to give that light to the to the people. But you also understand that I'm a multimillionaire. If I I'm on like now I'm in New York. I'm headed to L.A. I just left Atlanta. Like. I don't have a connection to my neighborhood like I used to. My intel is off. Mm -hmm. Like when I get to the neighborhood, I don't know that Sharice drive that yellow car and her cousin drive a black Tahoe and her cousin don't like me because his people, you know, it's lineage. It's information mm -hmm. that you get. Like you go to school every day. You're a little swifter than the rest of the people that miss some of them assignments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you constantly, if you're not in that area, you don't have the intel. Now I'm depending on Lil John from the neighborhood to tell me, you know, such and such don't like you, or you know, and and the intel could be off, and so I could be riding around not knowing that black car is kin to the people that's kin to the people that don't necessarily care for me, you know. So so my information could be off. We tend to go back to the hood, right? And and it's another thing with podcasters. I'm, I don't like to see rich niggas talking to rich niggas about rich niggas. Like, everybody rich. Like, what I'm saying is, they'll get on a podcast, right? Talk to the other rich guys about how rich they are. But we dealing with legacy. Yeah. When we talk about Jay, yo, when we talk about Jay, look at Jay and LL. There was a time when people would say LL was smashing Jay. We dealing with legacy, though. Jay reached in there and grabbed some people out the water and drew them off and put them in position to be lifeguards. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I, so, I, What you're saying is important, and that's what makes our situation unique. Like, right. I know him since I was in eighth grade. He was in sixth grade. Like, bro, when people, so, when, man, I ought to tell my yeah. man, I celebrate y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, bro, I, when I people are like, I'm like, yo, they think, like, can they duplicate it? I'm like, yeah, try to talk to somebody for 25 years straight right. every day right then you'll get that chemistry right but another thing is like when people say go back to their hood we never left <laughs> right so we was teaching like he says 10 summers when the world wasn't watching we was in classrooms doing it. teaching it and giving the message because kids were coming in contact with money but we wanted to show them the value of it what you can do with it what it really means so we, we was always doing that and when we was having that program the first thing we would do find a young kid who looks like he got promise we hire him Mm. Every year it was like, all right, who, next That's young, dope. the next young lady who got promised, let's hire her. And so we, from that program, we've had a lot of people who are successful. And now it's like, all right, the kids who were in the program, now we've seen promise in them since they was fourteen. Now let's give them a job. You know what I'm saying? Now we're in a position where it's like, all right, we got a lot of businesses we running. Right. We watched him at fourteen. We got a young man who just graduated high school. He's working on vending machines right now in the high school that he just graduated dope. from. And so it's like. We keep a firm grip on where we're from because we know, like, we got to take care of the world we know first. We're going right. to take care of everybody. Let's take care of the world we know because when we take care of our community, it blossoms and it's going to inspire somebody else to do the same where they're from. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, y'all ain't coming back shitting on nobody. Yeah, I nah, think. Nah, and that's, yeah, that's, that's important. I mean, it's important to just, you know, you always got to stay on point because 
it could be a hundred people that love you and one person that hates you and that he one person. It. That's all that need. That's yeah. all that's necessary. But it's like ultimately, I feel like, um, you know, it's it's certain ways that you affect people. Like somebody had asked me, like, what do you want your legacy to be? And I'm like, it's it's really not up to me. It's up to the people to right. tell me your legacy. Like right. you know what I'm saying, like when you when you no longer here. Like you can't, you could say this is how I want to be remembered. No mean nothing. Don't, like the saying. market decides your the market decides your product. Like I've seen people make something for, uh, like you know, the the whites. They've made something and we are using to roll blunts with it. You know, <laughs> right, next right, thing right. you know, that's what that's for. Yeah. Yeah. Like y'all might have made that to, <laughs> but that's not selling because of that. Yeah. The numbers y'all are looking at is because we've. Found that and used to fix the problem with it. Yeah, you know but, what I'm saying? But what if everybody took that approach? Like right. I used to think, like talk about the students, like they're my boss when I was teaching. I'm like, those are the legacy writers. I won't get a chance to say what they'll they remember will. how I made them feel. But like, what if everybody walked around with that intent? Right. Like every interaction, that person is potentially writing your legacy. Right. Because that moment, right? You may not ever see them again, but they'll right. remember the moment that you exactly. did see them. And that's so dope. Yeah. That's so dope. Let me ask y'all this, because again, being financial guys, like I'm a rapper, right? I'm a, not a rapper, fuck rap. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. Full time. You're an entrepreneur. Shout out to you. I'm an entrepreneur. You yeah, should, it's bigger than a see, podcast. each one, teach one. It's bigger than a pull, podcast. Pull his coattail. Who told, yeah, who told us that? Yeah, damn, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. It ain't a sh and, and stop calling it the podcast. And you know something? I was there for that, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here still making that mistake. You see, but but again, poor coattail. Yeah. That's what we got to do more of in our in our neighborhoods or in our culture. Hey, yo, bro, it ain't it, bro. Like with Fetty Wap, right? So I hear Fetty Wap get on there with Fat Joe, not understanding that. His position in the game, right? So on my podcast, I said, "Well, what happened with the hurt?" So, I, so I, here's I, the Fetty Wap situation for people not not uh, aware of what happened. Fat Joe and Fetty Wap had a conversation about his his deal, his structure of his deal, his situation now with his court proceedings. What may have led him to even have to be in those type of situations? And so Fetty Wap was clearing his communication, saying that, um, "Hey, man, I really didn't know the deal." You know, they told me if you go platinum, you get a million. Oh yeah, I saw that. So I'm, he said, so so when I'm looking, I said, oh, there's one, there's one million, up two million. I don't win three times platinum, three million. And having that outlook at that time, I'm disappointed, but I understand, right? Because the information for him may not have been readily available. Where he's at now to still be saying that. I find that to be egregious, mm. right? Because you walk through that. Now, what I say is, because I look at rap for what it's worth, and I'm, a, like you said, an entrepreneur. I need to stop playing myself talking that rapper talk and that podcaster talk when you're dealing with an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? I, I look at Fetty Wap. I say, all right, when you go platinum just once, you're funding a lot of shit for that label, bro. Mm -hmm. We ain't talking about... See, he was just so focused on the sales, and we talking before streaming platinum. So we talking when platinum was really platinum, and dude had four, five records, number one, like for sure. Bill. For sure. So for you to think I am deserve a million dollars off a million sales says to me that, yo, we got to do some update, you know? And so when I look at him still going with that information, my biggest thing is like, yo, understand, number one, rappers out there or young guys out there 
if you're generating that amount of money, you can amend your contract. You should try to go in and amend that contract if it is a bad deal. Now, they may not do it like we see NBA Youngboy going through. I keep telling you, we need y'all, bro. Mm. Look at that. There's just two of multi-million dollar rap guys that's battling not understanding what the contract is saying. So have y'all guys ever thought about putting something together for rappers? A yeah, seminar, a book, yeah. or... Guy, there's, yeah, a, there's a guy we know. It's funny you say that. Actually, <laughs> I put it in my story yesterday with all... I don't know if you saw Rowdy Rebel, where he said that he never got so paid for music. Did. He yep, hasn't yep, got paid yep, for music yep, yet. So, yep. you know, it's the same story. Meek Mill, Rowdy right, Rebel. Right. It's the same. Young boy said you didn't get paid from YouTube. Yeah. The biggest guy on a YouTube. Percentage. percentage. Do get a temp... See, this is my thought. And before you go, I'm sorry for cutting you out, big brother. My thing with NBA Youngboy is his deal was so bad, he triggered the YouTube algorithm. See, sometimes what they mean for bad ends ends up for good. Like they threw a scraps out there and we made soul food, right? Even though it's a bad situation in the information age that we in. Mm -hmm. But people don't know it's a whole nother fight going on, not only from our color, from the whites, the Asians. They trying to tap into that YouTube algorithm. Young boy was able to do that simply off sheer work because the way his deal was structured. His deal was structured so bad to where he had to drop music in order to receive money. See, they were doing it more so like for every song, I give you this because it'll generate that on the YouTube. Mm -hmm. So by default, he keep dropping these songs. Next thing you know, he's recommended everywhere. <laughs> yep. And if you know anything about YouTube or podcasting or any of that, you can't pay for the marketing that you'll get for the shows you may like or the suggestion. That landscape right there, that, that, that amount of marketing that you get from that alone, it drives number. It's a driver. Yeah. That's what he tapped into because he was dropping every week. And the shit was getting five, six, seven, eight million views. He got like 100 gold and platinum plaques. But let's talk about um, you guys creating something to kind of help the rappers or kind of give them an understanding of points, deals, or even fuck around and make a EYL management yeah, yeah, for, for the sure. rap side of things. For, for sure. So, you know, it's, it's, it's still some ideas that we have to work through, but I feel like, you know, um, a union is a good idea. I heard Nori talking about that before. Right. I feel like, you know, if you look at, you know, the actors, the SAG union, like right. everybody has a union, NFL, NBA. Right. Um, and, you know, it's like they go on strike if they don't like their deal and right. they have, you know, representation and stuff like that. Right. Where, you know, um, there's no union for rappers and right. R&B artists and right. know, musicians. So I feel like that should definitely happen right. right off the rip. But also a certain level of education because I feel like, a lot of it is just done through miseducation. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, tell somebody, you're 18 years old, you're just trying to, you know, get out the ghetto. Right. You're willing to just sign anything. You're not, right. you know, think about it later on. And right. then when you finally realize what happened, um, it's too late to change it. Right? right. So it's like, it has to be some level of education that's there early. On the front end. And then, and then another part of that is actually just to give... Um, an alternative. So like shout out to United Masters. We've been working with them with companies like that where it's like, all right, there's an alternative to just signing to a you label. Giving you rights or what? Right. Cause it's right. like even like just waiting for just have leverage. Like even for us, like, you know, we working with corporate corporate um corporations right now 
but we have leverage because we built everything independent and we're right. still independent. So now we have a proven track record. We have knowledge. We have the numbers to back it. So now our conversation is a lot different if we would have tried to work with corporations when we first came out. They would have took all your ownership. Exactly, because yeah. we didn't have the leverage. Right. So Speak about that, though. What is, Let's speak, because I hear Wallow always try to drill it home to us. And the word leverage, I understand it. I know what it means. I know what it is. I know what it looks like. And I know how to get it. But there's people watching that may not understand what is what do you mean when you say leverage? Because my leverage is I got a show or I got a record or I see a, a lot of times even uh, leverage is value in my opinion mm -hmm. and value in whatever marketplace that you in, that you were in. Are you guys? Man, I'm all over the place. Are you guys a financial podcast, or do they categorize your music? What do they categorize? Business, yeah, business. business, 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 and investing. Business. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, what was I just said before that? Like the leverage. Power of leverage. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. So, talk, talk to me about leverage. Like, what if we had to explain that to a rapper that's right now million views on YouTube, uh, labels reaching out to him, and he's broke, and no understanding. But following, see, they get you right before you. They get you right there when you don't know that the values. I look, I look at it like this, not to cut you off. No, no, cut me if, off. If you look at like all right, the <laughs> yeah. successful people that have, when you look at Master P, when you look at Baby Slim, um, one of the things that they had while their deals are so legendary, is that they had leverage. They was independent and they had money. They had money. Mm -hmm. They had clout. They was moving units out their trunk at the, at their time. So when they approach a label, it's like, look, I already got money. Mm -hmm. I can already do this myself. Mm -hmm. I'm self-sufficient. You can help because you do have a reach that I don't have. But if worse comes to worse, I could just stay in Louisiana right. and, be, and make a million dollars a month. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I always look at it like whenever negotiating, the person who's willing to walk away is always going to have more leverage. Yes. But that takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of legwork. And I feel like that happens in the 90s. You, like, it's, you're not really seeing a lot now. Like You've seen some artists like Russ. There are some independent artists now. But uh, it's kind of like you would think that all of that happened in the 90s. Be, yeah, the whole game yeah. would be but like see, that. this is what they did to us. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Most things, see, you got to remember, most things that rappers know was told to them. They ain't reading nothing. They ain't going to, you know, Lipstick Alley or something and, and looking on no blogs and reading or no type of a scientist, uh, 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 nothing. They just, most things they know were told to them. So they tricked us. They told us that that was the wrong deal. I always argued that P and Baby had the right deal. That's the way the deal supposed to go. <laughs> but they've tricked us into thinking, no, no, we deserve more. High. No, we had it wrong with we had it wrong with Master P. <laughs> what do you mean the 80-20? Well, well he, he done everything. What was wrong about that? Y'all yeah. didn't make as much. But to me, that's what a deal supposed to look like. Yeah. But again, they beat it in our heads because you got to think. We come off of the TLC. We come off the salt and peppers and all of those people doing those deals to run into the 90s and peeing them do that yeah. and babying them do that. And it's like, yo, they finally got it right, but they hurry up and threw blankets over that. Like, that's the wrong deal. You can't get that. That's un You'll never see a deal. Like, it was a lot of that rhetoric going around. You'll never see a deal like that. That's not right. 18, 80, 20, how did he do that? The greatest... I argue that that's the right deal. But when we deal with leverage, 
um, like somebody like me doing a podcast or somebody with a business. To me, business may be a little harder to get off the ground like a mom and pop uh, uh, soul food restaurant or something like that. But dealing with podcasting, like for me, 200,000 people listen. If you in a situation like that, um, but you don't know how to, how did you guys structure your, well, you guys are business guys. How did you, what, what, where was the first person that gave y'all the opportunity from an ad standpoint or cut y'all a check from the podcasting or from a show? Who's the first check y'all got? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let yeah, him talk, but yeah. I wanted to say something. Go ahead. So, all right, this leverage thing is extremely important yes, because sir. it's like, for us, we have a lot of leverage because we don't need the money. Right. One of the mistakes that podcasters make is that they put too much emphasis on ad revenue. Ad revenue is great, but that's not the only way to get paid. So to answer your question, the first people that cut us a check for ad revenue was um, Anchor, which was a free a uh, app that we used to... Um, blast our podcast out and they pretty much published it to Spotify, uh, Apple and all like of those. Like a distributor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Distribution. So they would they give us ads and it was a 70-30 split, 70% our way, 30% their way. It was cool. Um, but that was a first and then YouTube. So we had the content on YouTube which was different from that. Right. And then, you know, YouTube, we got the AdSense from YouTube. Right, right. But when we, but really, you know, separated us from everybody else in the podcast game is that, like you said, being in the financial space, there's a lot of different ways to monetize. Right. So, you know, we have like the live event space. So right. the live events was big for us before Corona, now it's picking up again. So the live events is a, is a huge way for to monetize. Um, merch, you know, stuff that we wear every day. Right. So we- I got something for y'all actually right. too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking about Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I uh, need to get with y'all, get some of that too. Continue, so, my, so my the, bad. The merch is definitely, um, you know, a big revenue for us. So, and then also from the education standpoint, so now it's like, all right, we got the free education, which we kind of like say is like public school. Mm -hmm. That's YouTube, that's um, Instagram. And it's so dope how all you of that. structured this shit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, but then it's like some people just want to be part of a community. Some people want more hand, a hands-on approach. So that's the private school. So that's EYL University. Right, so y'all kicking major. Flames. <laughs> We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, you know, I, but I gotta keep giving you your flat because nah, so I'm, be like, I'm seeing it. How, how did they get all this? Yeah, like, we they, need this though. Going. All these podcasts because they watch me because they think they stealing. Yeah. See, when they watch me, they think they come to steal my talking points and say I'm something. They think they stealing, but they don't know it's part of my game. For you to run off, man. They they gonna come back and get this. Cause when they get this, they gonna come get they gonna like y'all. That's the game. Yeah. Like you telling me. Man, I'm right I'm there. going right somewhere after yeah. this. Continue yeah. though. Um so that was a that was a big thing for So us. public school, private school. Yep. We learned about Patreon. Um so that was a way to actually it's a financial way to support um creatives. Right. So yeah. and you give like extra bonuses, like you know, maybe like a FaceTime call with like the highest level Patreon. They might right. pay like a hundred dollars a month and they could connect with you once a month. Right. Or they get some merch or they get tickets to a show. So that's that's another way to actually monetize the situation. We're now yeah. that all depends on I can do that with my following. But a up and coming without a well, you could do that. With 20 we didn't even know. Like, so this is the crazy part about Patreon. We didn't even know what it was. Somebody asked in a comment. I was reading the comments. They like, "Yo, are y'all on Patreon?" And I googled it. I'm like, "Oh, Yo, we should be on Patreon." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we created a tier system. We structured it around hip hop, and we're like, "All right, well, this is what you get at each tier." Right. And so people joined that because number one, they got access to us in the early days. Right. Like they, we calling people having conversations and giving them financial advice. Right. But also they got to see some behind the scenes.
early on. Like right, before right. See, that's what I'm saying. And so, like, what it does, like, it was like, all right, well, now there's a community. So, like, they get some things that are exclusive. And so we know, like, all right, they must have came from Patreon because there's nowhere else that can get mm-hmm. they can get that. And so that was a, that was another way to get some. But what you just said was the the key, right? Like, we giving the information out. Right. That's how you build community. Right. Because once you hear the information, you're gonna tell them like, you know, where I heard it from. I got to go back to them. Yeah. But we took that and we're like, wait, we're getting all this information. We need to start executing on some of it. And so we got a lot of people that come on, a lot of intra- entrepreneurs that talk about their business. And so we're sitting there like students. Like, right. all right, tell me more about your business. Yes. As soon as they leave, like I know by the Implement. way he, I yeah. know by the way he's asking the questions, I know the conversation we about to have after they leave. You, it's going to be like, all right, man. let's do that. Like I'm from the hood. I'm the big homie. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, dog, it's been so long since I've, and I need my people to see males embrace other males. Yeah. Because it's always a competition thing you know what i'm saying so i told dude Man, they won it ain't it ain't no competition nah especially when it come to me and my brother like i look at him like my brother like, right he's at my house he eats like at my table Yo, but bro. like i said like i'm okay with him being lebron james right like, if, if i'm Dwayne wade and mike is chris bosh we all go into the hall of fame lord let's win as many championships as we can while we in our prime i see i need that so that's the mentality yeah. you know what i'm saying but like back to the business thing was yeah, like go ahead. they're talking about their business we'd be a fool not to implement some of the things that we learning, and so we, how much game have y'all got on the journey that y'all that's that's yeah, bro, we learn every episode, everything, bro. Like, learning, learning every, all the time. I feel like everything that we that we have built has been through stuff that we've learned, you know, on the fly. And it's like, um, like Fifty said one time, he was like, you know, there's no school for this. You gotta pick up the information and process as you that's go. A fact. Yeah. And that's a fact. I feel like you know, there's really no school for this. Like everything that we learning, there's no school on how to start a podcast. There's no school right. on how to, how to have a trucking business, how to have vending machines. Right. This stuff isn't. That's why we created our platform because it's like has become an institution where people are learning, but we're learning at the same time. Yeah. Right. So it's like you know we're learning in real time all of this information, and um, as we learn it, we apply it. And right. you know, like I said, as far as the education, that gives us a lot of leverage because now that gives us different multiple streams of income. And now it's it's like all right, you know, we we're not relying on just one stream of income, or we're not relying on just one. Which takes stock. you out of that situation to be so quick to sell your ownership. Which gives you the, for the, your exactly that goes back to the leverage. Right, now, that's right? what like, that, and I seen what he's doing. That, so we, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're drawing it back. So yeah. when we when when we talk about um, podcasters not knowing how to make money, you just gave about five or six uh, different ways in which which you could do that. Now my new question is. How do you garner? How did you guys garner the audience? Would you say, and this is a good question, it just popped in my head. Would you say it was more important the branch off interviews you done or the the content that you guys were putting out, or would, would is it a combination? I think it's a combination of both. Um, I think the biggest thing was like we never went into it with the money play. We never said we're going to start this podcast so we can be millionaires. Right. We came into it because we knew that people needed information. We knew information. We thought people like understood the things we were talking about. And we like quickly realized once we started putting out episodes, wait, people don't know these things? And so we kept putting it out. It wasn't like, all right, this is going to be our business. This is going right. to change our it's, lives forever. It, it was just like, all right, this is how we naturally talk. Like People right. who see us are like, oh, that's Shadi and Troy. That's, that's how they always talk. Yeah. And so we knew that the value would be upfront. And the money would be a byproduct of the value that we put out. That's that's. And it. so, like, we know that we don't know everything in every industry. And so it was like, all right, well, let's find people who do. Let's put them on front street. Let's help them grow their business. We'll learn from it as well. We'll implement some of the things that they're teaching. And the beauty of it is that the people, like how you said, like, yo, y'all my big brothers. 
people have watched us. Like they like I remember when y'all was in the yeah, dining room. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I've seen y'all in Oakland, like they've grown with us. Yeah. So that also, you know what I'm saying? That builds community. Cause sure. it's like, yo, I was with y'all when y'all started. I love where y'all going and I can see where y'all headed. And we sure. all on this journey together. So for sure. It, it makes do you, it real. Do do y'all do, do, how do y'all vet the people? Cause let's talk about the cap in y'all space. Cause you know, in financial. <laughs> Guys, you know, I got a few questions for you guys about the cap guys. Cap guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so in the financial space, um, what do you guys do about about making? I mean, first of all, how long does it take for information to outdate, be outdated? And then number two, what do you guys do for people to just copy your information and sell it? Um, some information is never outdated. It just depends because it's like you know, if you're talking about um, investing, right? The same principles might apply 20 years ago. It, it's just, it, it might be a newer version of things, but right. some stuff, some stuff isn't outdated. Right. Some stuff does change. Like they might change tax laws right. and like, you know, what was true last year might not be true right, this year. Right, right. So that's like on a case by case basis as right. far as okay, like okay. how long the information, but most of the time the information is still good. It just may- Tweaking, a little tweak. Exactly. Yeah, a little yeah, tweak yeah, here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like, People like um, you said taking our information and selling it. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we really, I don't really know to be completely honest with you about it. Is there a way to stop that? Yeah, I'm sure. Like if you um, legally, I'm sure, but I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've really had an issue where people have like literally just taken that we know about. I mean, of course, you can't right police you can't everything, bet everything right. But um, you know, it's one of these things where it's kind of hard. It's kind of trying to like catch water, like you know what I'm saying. Like if yeah, you say yeah. something, and somebody else can just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah, you say yeah, it, yeah, and then yeah. like you know what I'm saying, put their own remix on it and, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, that's not even stuff that we really honestly even focus on. Right? Yeah. No, of course I not. Like, I feel like um, you know, our our goal has always been to provide information and to you know keep spreading the tent and keep getting bigger and bigger to influence and infect more and more people and with that i mean you're gonna have knockoffs like even our merch the people sell knockoffs of our merch all the time and it's like excuse me yeah (laughs) oh my god that's the thing when when, when, and that's the thing that we pride ourselves on is like we're gonna be original right so after a while you're gonna know like yeah yeah, they took that that from them yeah Yeah, they took that from them like they're trying to talk like them but like i said we we, we get to be ourselves every day and 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 i'm not necessarily you guys got two i just told you guys you just left you was with me at revolt not even a month ago. Yeah. After that, you dudes left and went to New York, sold out Apollo. Went to Miami, <laughs> did Cali. Went to the Bay, sold out something. Signed the UTA yesterday. This is, it's like, yo, these dudes are making me feel like I ain't doing enough, man. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just happy to be able to lock in, link in with y'all, man. Hopefully build, you know, something with you guys. Some leg of something, of something, right? Because, again, it's all about... Us connecting us one hand wash the other both wash the face. I'm not into doing nothing for nothing. Like so, um, in the hood too, I think they give us a um, a bad representation. Like you know, it's a bunch of people down through there that want something for nothing. And I think uh, I think that it could it could come off that way, but they don't understand what value they have, and they don't understand how to implement you know that value. And 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 I differ from them in that way, but um. Let's talk about cause cause with the it was I was saying that not that you guys care about again you guys got a lot going on less about y'all and more about the people right because I'm more so saying like if they're taking what my brothers are doing for free 
and then they turning around, repackaging it, yeah. putting a little tweak on it, and selling it to my people, right? Then it's like, damn, how do we how do we navigate that? Now, let me ask you this. With the course thing, because everybody that got courses, I want to talk about the course. <laughs> um, how, number one, how, how can a course be $5,000 and $99? Meaning... I know some guys out there that of course would be twenty five thousand dollars, right? And then, but for this week only, ninety nine. Like, yeah. how, how could it be yeah. five I, grand and ninety nine? I, I honestly think that the the value of anything is is what the people place on it. That's true. And um, it's really uh, it's really hard to say what the value of something is, right? Because it's like, I right, those Jordans that you got on your feet right now. What's the you value? Get, yeah, you could get two grand from them at, on the right day yeah. with the right limited amount out, you know, right. so it depends. So I feel like education is the same way, right? Like, it's all relative. Um, you know, you go to Harvard, you're paying $60,000 a year for education, right? Is is it worth $60,000? Most people would say yes. Why? Because Harvard. Right. The name Harvard right, means right, something, right? Right, 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 right. So if you, if you go to... NYU, you pay sixty thousand dollars. Is it worth it? Most people would say yes because the name, the name NYU right. means something, right. right? The information might not be the same across the board, though. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you might learn more at NYU, you might learn more right, at Harvard, right, right? You might learn more from state school. Right. You might learn more from a junior college, right. right? But the value that we place on it is based off of you know social norms, representation, uh, reputation. Things of that nature. So the same thing with the courses. I look like if you buying a course to, let's say you want to start trucking, right? And you buy the trucking course and let's say it's $2,000, right? Now, that $2,000 is your education. Right, right. So, which is the same like if you would have went to so, uh, one of these schools. Any school, right, right, right. So right it's right, it's right. a lot less. If you look at it from that standpoint, right. paying $2,000 for a specific thing is a lot less than paying $60,000 sure. for everything. Well, why? To learn about reading, yeah, to learn yeah, about you know, history. I'm all driving that. trucks exactly. for four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, four yeah, years. yeah. 60000 yeah, a semester yeah. yes. for four years. Right? Yes. Four years. Exactly. So it's like now you put yourself in $220,000 of money that you don't even have. So now you take out student loan. Right? That's so game, boy, y'all better be eating this up. Yeah. So I feel like with courses, all courses are not the same. Right? Some courses are better than others. Some courses might be overpriced. Some courses might be underpriced. Right. Now it's up to you to actually do your research, do your due diligence, look and see. Because like for me, I actually purchase courses for myself. Like if I want to learn something, the courses I think provide a streamlined way to have the education. Or that niche. Exactly. That niche, it's like, niche yeah, whatever. The, yeah. the argument is like whatever you can find, you can find free on Google. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but you have to streamline. You gotta, yeah. you gotta go through a thousand hours, and if you want to do that, then then fine. But me, I don't have time to do that. I want it in two, three hours video presentation. I want to just go through it and say, okay, check off the. This is what I need to learn. Da 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 da. So and that education is free. Argument really isn't valuable to me because it's like you never use that when it's time to go to college. That's I true. never heard one person say. There's no need to go to college because everything you need to learn is free. That's good game. You either just don't go to college mm -hmm. or you go to college. Right. Nobody ever says there's no need to go to college because you can Google it. You right. can, what you're learning in 
University of South Carolina, you can Google. So don't go to yeah, USC. Nobody never says that. I never heard it. Yeah. Never says that. But you got to feed the beast. They don't say that. You got to feed the beast. Yeah, yes, sir. And yeah. you know what I think they're doing? They Anything that scribbles outside the lines, you know, they, they tend to... Get back, get back, get back in. Yeah. You know but that I, I spoke about this the other day. It was like the education system coming. Like I worked as a teacher for thirteen years. It's based on the industrial revolution, mm. right? Mm. And so the industrial revolution, the purpose of it was to create jobs, create workers, create workers, right. right? The school system was built the same exact way, right? It's industrialized education. That's why everybody goes to school at eight thirty. Uniform. They gotta have yeah. uniforms a lot of yeah. times. The bells go off. Yeah. Same thing happens in factories. Right? Man, I never even thought about that. Lunchtime, everybody leaves at the same time, right? <sighs> but when we were trying to create workers in the Industrial Revolution, now it's the same principle, right? School, formal education in schools K through 12 is designed for you to go to college, for you to be a worker, right? to go back into the factory right. and do the same thing. Right. What we're teaching and what people in the space are, are creating entrepreneurs. Right, so that's completely different. Scribbling outside and, the line, and so like people are like, well, why don't they teach finance in school? Well, if they did, right, if they taught financial, you literacy, wouldn't go get a job. You wouldn't go get the job. Right. We got to feed the beast. Right, right. right. Student loan debt is the largest debt in the country, and it's bullshit. <laughs> right, I'm a part of it. Like I pay student loan debt. Right, but that that can cripple somebody, especially people that come from our community. That's a a very, very big decision at 18 that you got to make yeah. that could cripple you for the next 10 to 15, if not 20 years. Yes. And we're telling people, go, 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 go. That's the way, that's the way, that's the way. Yeah. Until you see guys like us come on. And like I'm like, yo, I was in that seat. I sat in that seat. I'm paying student loan. There's another way, too. Right. Right. It's not going to be for and, everybody, but it can be for some people. And for you guys to drill it down, right, and say, all right, this is for trucking. This is for that. Like, that helps a lot, man. Because, again, like you said, see, school teaches you how to take tests. You know, you just, you you get, I heard 50 say, you get enough information, you get to the test, take the test, and then you go to another one. Get enough information. To, it's like, they're not teaching you how to go out and say, I'm going to run a business, taxes, this. That's why I'm saying, I don't like, you, the I, test I'm a good school The testing is a business, right? Like exactly, because they use that like the stock market uses the stocks. Bro, the same people make the same test, right? So New York State, the state tests are created by a company. Right, if they don't, yeah, like I think it's called McGraw or McGrill or something like that. If they don't have the test being provided to the schools and the school districts, they lose money. Right, so they make it mandatory that you got to take the test starting in third grade, state test, all the way to twelfth grade. Right, like even when we were in school, it was like you got to take your Regents exam. And I was like, damn, these, these are tough. Like I got my Regents diploma, but if I try to go to school in Connecticut, a New York Regents means nothing. If mm. I go to school in California, it means nothing. So what are we doing it for? Right, because it's a business. This is a business. Sense. All of it is a bit. School is a business. Yeah, everything College is, is the biggest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they've been preparing you for it the whole time. Where does that data go? When my kid turns 24, what's his fourth grade test going to mean? Right. Did y'all parents um, push back on y'all like, bad idea, bad idea, get a job, go to, you got to go to college, you got to, and I'm like, yeah, but I done finagled some kind of way, finagled my way into there's this money right there, mm -hmm. but they're telling me that's a risk. But I'm thinking that's a risk. I'm thinking both of these are a risk because I see people get out of college with a working degree and nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, so now yeah. I'm in debt with nothing to do. Now I got to come holler at Earn Your Leisure for a niche yeah, yeah. 
to, to even pay them back for so I wait like it's a weird cycle. So did you guys ever have anyone in y'all family push back on y'all like, or did they just just go with the finance? Because that's a job that nobody hires, bro. Financial guy. <laughs> like it's like who hires a financial like we don't i mean you may do yeah. but well that's because it was him exactly yeah. <laughs> I, w I want him as mine yeah, yeah, yeah. i know he too busy now but. yeah like before he started like again supporting your brothers right right he started like i remember sitting in the car he graduated he's like what i'm gonna do i remember him locking himself in his his crib for like eight days to study to be in in, in the financial industry and i was like all right he worked that hard yo yeah financial planner yeah Sign me up, bro. I'm be your first client. That's dope. Yeah. You see I, what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like, for me, no. I feel like, um, cause I always wanted to do independent. I, I, I never, I never had a job like even like being a financial advisor is a commission based job. Right, so right. I never had Eat what you kill. Yeah. yeah. So I never had a um a real job. So I never was in that mindset of go to school and get a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to just do my own thing. It was just a matter of figuring out how to do that. what was going to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that took time. Like, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Like, you know, it was many different things that led up to the point where, where we are now. But it wasn't like, all right, this is going to be, we're going to start a media company and we're going to yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, see, the know. market will help you figure things out. You just got to jump on out there and with, trust the game. That's why I keep telling myself, even getting up with y'all, I'm like, yo, bro, this is a very important interview. You got all these people watching you, you know. I'm on the phone with Revolt, you know. I got to tell y'all something that I want y'all to help me with, with Revolt. Mm -hmm. um, and... I, I, matter of fact, I said on air. So I'm talking to the CEO of Revolt yesterday. The Tavido? Yeah. yeah and I, and I, he love. I mean, he takes a liking to me. Shout out to bruh. Appreciate you, you know. People tend to see in me what I'm trying to do, so shout out to him. I told him, I said, listen, what I want to do is at the beginning of February, I want to get a And maybe we can take it to, to y'all network or Charlemagne. Some, I'm putting it somewhere. But what I want to do is is uh, I want to bring in you guys. You know you know my thing, bridging these gaps. I want to bring in you guys. I want to bring in Money Man. I want to bring in uh, 19 Keys, which is y'all boy. Shout out 19 Keys. Yep. And, I, and a couple of other rappers. Now I want to have a show specifically to, the, to, to black people about what they can do in real time with their tax money. You know, because in where I'm from, they get a lump sum right then. And you give them 90 days, it's over with. So if I can get right there, if we can get, us as a community can get right there, we may not help everybody. Some people going to look off. But I guarantee you, if we can get there and put these people like this, that, do this, or go here, or it's the same with y'all Market Mondays type thing. It's where it's like direction, bro. Ain't nobody, and I'm not holding no hands. I'm not tying no shoes that's unlaced. I'm not picking up no lunch boxes that's dropped. I'm just telling you direction. Over. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody over. I don't have time to, to break this down, you know, simple to one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm just saying, take a look over there while you got your 15 grand. Because they are, bro, when I tell you they're spending on anything, I know this to be the case, bro. Yep. They'll instantly go out to, they in Vegas popping bottles. Yes, <laughs> literally, last week, you didn't know how you were going to eat. And you instantly switched your mindset to go super consumer. See, that's what we do. We'll go super consumer. We won't even be a little light consumer. You know, where our assets and liability, but maybe a little Nike 
undergarment, you know, we're going to go full Nike <laughs> or full Gucci. We ain't even going to mix in. I, you know, yeah. we go super consumer. But I want to do something, and, and that's just a small pitch. Of course, we had to drill that down and make that a real thing. But I want to do something, even if it's a 15-minute thing, 30-minute thing, something quick but informative and effective to tell people what they can and cannot do. Do y'all ever get... um People begging, cause I know y'all are financial gurus, so everybody think you got it to spare. <laughs> you know, I don't, do y'all do, do y'all ever get people? I mean, because everything ain't ready for uh, an investment. You know, exactly. um, and so exactly. people have to understand that. But do you guys? I would reframe that question because I'm sure you got loved ones that that'll look at that and say <laughs> he's talking about me. Not you. <laughs> right, right. Do you have a high level of traffic in regards to investment uh, uh, yeah. opportunities? People trying to say, you know, get with me, get with me, big bro from the hood. Remember me from back in the day. <laughs> you know, things. No, nah, like that. that definitely happens for sure. Um, people that you know, people that you don't know, people like walk up to you in the street, like, yo, I got this company, I got this, that. Right. Summertime is good, but you know, it's like one of these things that um, I feel like the best way to build traction is you shouldn't even be in a situation where you have to ask. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that takes a lot of work. That takes, and then it's like when you actually, people recognize, like, right. this is something I want to rock Right. With. I want to be somebody. a part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. once again, going back to the leverage, right? Right. Just psychologically. If you, if you, if you ask it for something, you automatically, even if it's something that's good, you are, I'm automatically looking at you. Like, right. It, it might yeah, not that's be how open. I am too. Yeah. Like, don't ask me. When people, they ask that all the time, like, yo, when can I, how do I get on the show? How do I get on the show? What do I take to get on the show? I give them the same response. I said, the people will tell us that you need exactly. to Exactly. And that's why I like to tell the youngsters, bro, like, it's so, so gangsta, and this universe will do it for you, bro, if you could just put your head down and get to the bread. Yeah. Start digging, start digging, start digging. It'll do it, because even when I reached out to bro, I'm like, look, this, but see, I know my language says information. You know, not know it all, mm -hmm. but sums up with little dude. You know what I'm saying? So when I, I'm telling you, just like the CEO revote, like he pulled me to the side at the summit. Yeah. Like you, you know what I mean? It's like, his, his, his. you know what I'm saying? What's up with you? Your line of question is a little different than everybody else's. What's, you know, what's, you know, and so you get to kick some game. Yeah. But, um. Can I just tell you yeah, really quickly about, about like, that same scenario of like just putting out value, putting out value, mm -hmm. and the people will tell you. We had the president of Revolt in my dining room. I personally knew him Shut at the up. time. And it was like episode 21. And then I had was like, yo, we got the president of Revolt. Like, we should be on Revolt. Right. And he was like, when it's time, it'll happen. Right. Keep going. Right. Two and a half years later, you on Revolt. We on Revolt. Right. It's like and us starting saying, like, yo, we need to be on the Breakfast Club. Somebody called Can't do me. that. We can't. Like, yeah. we just grind and yeah, grind and grind. You can't so do that. It was like, yo, Oh, we own the Breakfast Club. Yo, we have a relationship with, with Envy. We have a relationship with Charlemagne. Shout out to you. We have a relationship with her. Because the grind never stopped. The value never stopped. We just kept going, kept going. The people were like, yo, they need to be there. Right. So we ended up in that position. So let's stay there for a second with the asking for things. Because, again, I need people to know this. Even at Revolt, right? Because Big Bank got me there. I'm interacting with everybody and it's cool. But I noticed something. I said, oh, a lot of these people approaches off. They they bump into the rapper or to the person that maybe they think can change their life or change their circumstances. 
and they're hyper aggressive with the, you know, like with the, you know, I'm doing this, man. I need you to do that. And I'm telling them that's a, that's not effective. Mm -hmm. That is not effective at all. And I even told them, I went as far to tell them, even if someone's shaking their head like, yeah, no, nah, for sure, for sure, they're being courteous because we're human <laughs> beings, right? We're not going to, I'm not going to just try to shit on you, yeah. but I'll know within the first 10 seconds of you talking to me if I'm engaged for real. Like I had a guy... That was those guys that was with me at Revolt. They didn't know. They didn't know me personally. They knew my show. So they did. They start. Oh, bro, over here. Like did they start tagging along with me? Yeah. Now, when me and Walker were chopping it up, one of them come through and like I was telling Walker about y'all. Like yo, yo, these dudes. <laughs> yo, Walker, I know you kicked the crypto, <laughs> but we looking at effectiveness. These dudes is effective, man. Yeah. You know, and I mean that with everything I yeah. got. So. But anyway, so dude go up to Walker Flocker, right? Hey, I'm a manager, you know. And Walker listen to him because he thank you with me. So Walker like, what's up, my boy? He like, uh, man, I'm a manager, man. I got this going on with these artists. Walker asked some very specific questions. What's your overhead? Well, right now, Angel, what's this? What's that? And those questions he answered, you, you, he asked, you answered no to. So at that point, his mind was made up. So when he said, well, not right now, big bro, you know, get this, 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 and the universe align us back up. You know, being real instead of even, I, I also hate to fake kick it. You know, the fake, <laughs> oh, I'm coming through there, man. I like you, man. You the truth, man. Da, da, and then they come on missing <laughs> because we from the street and, we, you know, certain things like that's like, but anyway, so Walker tell him that he went to double down and like he finna convince Walker right here. Nah, nah, Walker, what it is is, nah, I got it, man, because I, I had to tap him in real time. Stop that. Because whatever you say right now, it ain't changing. <laughs> His mind is already made. It's, you're not going to reverse him yeah. from, you know what I'm saying? So anytime you come up, like you say, when you ask for these things and you're not in a position to warrant those things from not me saying, because I'm not the end all be all or the person that says who is and who isn't the market does like mm -hmm. we always say the market will say so if the market hasn't placed you there right and and i give you that i just don't feel like that's a bad thing if i tell you no nah, man i can't do nothing with it now um with people asking y'all for stuff because I, I definitely want to i definitely want to talk about that i'm in a situation right now to where i tell my friends all the time i want to see you eat and I'm sure y'all want to see everybody eat based on what y'all doing. Mm -hmm. But that don't mean I want to cook for you. Yeah, I want to see you get a plate, but I don't want to be the one in the kitchen to make it. Meaning I can't give you my money. I can't give you my business, my avenues, everything I got to, to, to bleed it dry, especially if you're not ready. What is, do, is leverage the only thing that makes a, a business ready or a podcast or a show or a rapper is 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 leverage the only thing that makes them ready? Ready for like... Ready to be able to solicit money or to, you know, be in a situation to, to uh, want to link with some of these corporations like you guys have done here, here lately. Yeah, I think it is, but there's different forms of leverage. Okay. So there's leverage as far as having a following. Right. That's leverage. Right. There's leverage as far as having money. That's leverage. There's leverage as far as having something that's a barter. So right? do you think money's a, money is leverage? 
Yeah, for sure. Okay. Especially, like I said, especially when you're negotiating and, and, and coming to working with um, like corporations and things of that nature. Oh, because you already got money. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah okay, okay, okay. like telling you, like, no, nah, we good. We don't need it. We, we don't need for you. For sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Now, what if you have money and no audience? I know a lot of rap guys, you know, from the hood, there's millionaire street dudes, you know, and we'll dump a quarter million in this. Their music ain't nothing, mm -hmm. but we'll dump a quarter million in the music and stand still. Yeah, you know, I, I but that's a, that's why I wanted to clarify that that just you having money ain't the leverage, mm -hmm. but you having money and in conjunction with yeah. X, Y, and Z. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. So I feel like um, you know, a lot of different things have to come into play, and sometimes you think that it's right time for something, but it's not the right time. Like even going back to the Dame Dash thing, like you know, I reached out to Dame early, and um, I don't even think he never saw it, and. You know, it's kind of frustrating because we reached out to him a few times. So I'm like, I feel like, yeah, like we had the point where he should come on our platform. Right. But that was a selfish standpoint for me looking at it from my standpoint of like, this is what I want to happen. But I would see, I see, I got to push back. And this probably be a good part of the, the part. I got to push back when you say that was selfish on you. And the reason I got to push back on that is because look at you. Well, I say, when I say selfish, I'm, I'm looking at it from... I'm only looking at it from my... I don't know what he had going on. Yeah. Okay. I don't know okay. if he even saw the message. I don't know if, if he had family issues. Like, you never know what somebody else got That's going on. That's I'm looking at it like, I want it to happen. It should happen. No, that... Yeah, you know I what I'm saying? That. I get that. So okay, it's okay, like... Okay. But when it was time to happen, it happened. Right, and, right. And once we had enough leverage, meaning like we... It, it made sense. Like, even for me to even be able to call Kenny... And he to did do that. He did that because that is good enough to do that. Yeah, he only did that because he felt we was at the level and it made sense. Like you know, what I'm saying for him to leverage his relationship with Dame makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Sense. So if it was six months earlier, that might not have happened. But see, cause see, me being a creative and also being on this side, still connected to so many people. I got so many people pulling on me for these little driblets I got. That is like I got to try to teach ownership and power to them, like. You know, but if looking at looking at where you guys sit right now, even without a Dame Dash interview, even without any of those interviews, I still say that when y'all started, that I just wish that we had that 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 eye to be able to see like like this gonna be special right yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause cause there's so much shit out there. I know it's hard, but I wish we just had that. Like, but we're not trained for that. Yeah. Right. Our eyes aren't trained for it. Right. right. So you like you talk about the athletes and the rappers. How long have our eyes been trained to be like that's wealth, that's success exactly. in our community? Exactly. Right. Exactly. We never we never highlight the entrepreneur. Right. The kid that's the entrepreneur is like the nerd. Like nobody talks to him. Right. Right. Or the kid that was in the computer room all day. While we was trying to play ball, like, who's looking at him? Right. The girls don't even like him. Not yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, he's building something in his mind. He's right. building something that's tangible right. for the future. Right. But we've always looked at athletes and entertainers as success. Right. Until you re meet the athletes and entertainers and you realize that they've obtained a certain level of success, but they're missing education. They're they not liberated. Yeah, so they're they, not. They, that's not they, even, even at that level, like, they're still working for yeah, someone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no liberation in rap. None. Those like Jay and Diddy, they spawned out of that to become liberated. Yeah, that's Everybody true. that's parked at the rap uh, hotel, yeah. they got a problem, bro. Yeah, like the guys that we look at, like the highest, like the Dre's, the Diddy's, Jay, yeah. All, like majority of it 
came from the leverage that they used to right. brand in other in the spirits industry. Obviously, Kanye with the with fashion and apparel, it's changed him because of the leverage he did from his music. Yes, the music can get you to a certain point; it gets you yes. the audience, right? And that will create like, all right, I'm popular enough that I can branch off and do this, right? Dre changed the game when he when he teamed up with Iveen for the Apple, yeah, right? the beats by, yeah, by Dre, yeah, and then Apple Trump. comes and buys it. That changed his life. Well, That's music was the foundation. Exactly. It's the product. Music is just the biggest marketing vehicle in the world. Like hip hop, it, it can take you from here to Africa. Right. They don't even know in some spots, like where they won't even know English, but they'll know in the club by 50 Cent and mm -hmm. things like that. So we got our, our reaches is, is, is powerful. But again, that's where the confusion comes in that, bro, he's sitting next to money. He don't got money. You know, he's sitting next to money, right? They're going to make him look like money because that's part of him selling shit to y'all. But he's not liberated. He's sitting there with no information. Like, that's why I say when I see Fetty Wild, I coach you got to spend time on that. Yeah. Even to see him sit across from Fat Joe, I felt like, damn, Fat Joe, give him the game. But he had to make mistakes too. So we watched, right. we watched Joe make mistakes. But I feel like there's a change that's happening, right? And so we, when we when listen to Lil Baby... We listen to Savage. Like these guys are talking about financial ownership, in their right, music. right, right. Even what Quality Control is doing as a label. Ooh, shout out my boy. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. they got a sports agency. Cash yeah. Money did that, but now they got a podcast network too. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, well, focus is music, but now nah, that's just the olive branch to everything else we about to do. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. And 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 I just believe, like I said, uh, rap man being one of the biggest biggest uh, vehicles, marketing vehicles. But again. No liberation attached to it. But also, I think also it comes down to how we train to look at every. We train to look at music and sports, like not just like everything that we look at is music. But even, why even, though? Because that's just culturally, and I yeah. feel like I even I kind of I remember like probably like a year and a half ago I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm like, yo, yeah, you know, New York is dead. Nothing's coming out of New York right now. New York is dead. Da 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 da. da. And she like, yo, y'all coming out of New York for sure. And I had to stop myself. I'm like, I'm thinking just music. Right. See, that's even you as exactly. you kick it and push. Exactly. And we're doing it. Yeah. She's like, that's she what I'm she like, yo, y'all started a whole movement. <laughs> yeah. And you know, y'all the face of a movement. Da da da. da and y'all coming out of New York. So y'all coming out of New York. So how is New York dead? And I'm like, now nah, you're right. And I had to re even think how I'm looking at it. Like you know what I mean? So I say that to say. We always look like, all right, this is a new artist that's coming out. This is the new Kendrick Lamar. This is the new, but it's like, you know, somebody could be more impactful, just as impactful in a podcast space. It's right, and it's right, like, right, right. We don't even look at it like that. Right, so it's like, we got right. to rechange re the whole way. See, we don't, but I do. Now we helping the vision. But Right. And so <laughs> yeah. that's why when you hear me push up on y'all and say, oh, most important people in the world right here, and I stand on that. And my, that. See, y'all don't know what that means because y'all really don't really know I don't co-sign nothing. Mm. Nothing. I don't believe the rappers. I'm a <laughs> student of the game, so I know what they lying about. I know where they went and got it from. I know what they hiding. I know what they ain't. Even in part, I know it all. Yeah. I've sat and studied it all, so I don't co-sign nothing because I know what they doing. Right. So when I say the most important people in the space, there's a few people or not a few, a bunch of people that know who the. F so what that dude listens to like he be I don't listen to music. I pull up today, listen to books like I'm a podcast book guy. I'm one of those guys. So I'm not into all of the. Right. So I'm telling you all most important people. Let me ask you all this. Uh, 
what makes a good investor? Is it see? Let let me let me let me put some framework down because it, on a good investor, I would say making money. Me right? If if he if his returns are good, but I'm wondering is a copycat. Even if he's getting the returns, but he's a copycat, is he still a good investor? For example, we see the impact of Biggie Smalls. Mm -hmm. When Biggie was out, his impact was so it was so electrifying to our culture that years after he died, they spawned a gorilla black. <laughs> you see, where where yeah, where yeah. it's yeah. where it's not necessarily Biggie. Got sound like is that big? You know, it's 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 giving you the feel of 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 what we know to be Biggie, yeah. but it ain't Biggie. Even leaning on the Biggie shit, leaning right up on it, right? Yeah, no, don't don't run from the comparisons. Yeah, compare me to Biggie, type of thing. So, if an investor, what makes a good investor in you guys' opinion? Is it purely returns? Is it understanding the market? Is it like what makes I, a good I investor? I think knowledge is extremely important. That's okay. like the, the pillar. You shouldn't invest in anything that you don't have a clear understanding of. So knowledge is extremely important. How can you have a clear understanding of all this stock shit? Ain't it a bunch of shit out there? It doesn't have to be. People overcomplicate it, right? Like, see, that's, see how they got us thinking? Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I, I tell people all the time, like, People know what to invest in because you're already consumers of it, right? Like you got an Apple Watch, you got a right. MacBook. Right. It shouldn't be like a thought. Like, what should I invest in Apple? You already. But is that a good term? See, you got to think who I'm, who we talking to. Yeah, good. So you talking to the streets. Yeah. So you talking to somebody like, and I'm gonna give you real numbers here. Yeah. So you talking to somebody that'll go take a hundred and forty thousand, right? Mm -hmm. Spend it. Make two thousand dollars three. These dope boy dudes ain't making no bunch of money, right. right? So what's happened is the game is so messed up to where they'll grab something and make two thousand dollars off a whole thing, two three thousand dollars. But that whole thing gets you a life center, right? So, um, um, what what did you just? Let's, say? So I'm saying like this, right? Like even it it applies to everybody, right? I guarantee this Christmas, somebody's going to buy their kid an iPhone. Oh, you see it. Okay. Somebody's going to buy their kid an iPad. Right, right. Somebody's going to buy their kid an iWatch or Earbuds. All the same company, right? Now, that's my question. Yeah, turnaround. Yeah. The, not the turnaround, but the profit margin or yeah. the turnaround. So that when you ask what would make a good investor, he said knowledge. The other thing is patience. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so like if you... But that comes with the knowledge to know the weight on it. Just wait. Any investment, right? Whether it's real estate or the stock market. That's what they got. It's, it's patience. Like we we're so quick to be like, yo, I want to find the penny stock that turns into ten dollars. That's because so the dope I mean, game. That's yeah. the dope game but, doing but, that to us, bro. What's we the, what's the risk? It's a hell of a risk. Right? right. So yeah, the risk and reward is it ain't even close. What's the chances of you buying an iPhone next year? Super good. So you're already consuming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're already investing how in do we the company. Teach the, how do we make that tangible for them? Because I'm telling you, man, they'll take, like, say there's a little dude out there with 20 grand. Yeah. And he buying some some weed or he trying to, you know, do his little thing. Like, he might take that 20 grand and buy him five pounds of weed, right? Those five pounds of weed might, for that 20, he might see 31,000 or some, you know, like that so they looking at stuff and he's waiting on it mm -hmm. there's a weight involved in that so we know how to wait it's just i think we don't know what, what we don't know what we looking at but, but what, what did wayne say 
Huh? Fast money don't last too long. That's a for you gotta sure. chase it, right? Yeah, that's for sure. And we crash out all the time exactly. with it. You know what I'm now saying? Now imagine if you that twenty thousand he invested in a company like Apple or Microsoft and let it sit there for three, four years. He would have got that money and he never has to sell it and there's no risk. In fact, the money that he probably made, he can actually buy the products that he was gonna buy anyway, right? From investing. If that company, if the Apple stock goes from hundred and fifty dollars to three hundred, he you, made money. You made hundred and fifty each year. Yeah. You could have bought the headphones because Apple paid for them already right. from the investments you made. Right. And there's no risk. You literally are doing the knowledge. You're doing your research, studying the company. You already know the products that they're putting out. And now it's just like, all right, let's just execute on it and be patient. So financial, yeah, the financial space isn't, isn't like content or the rap space in which... <laughs> You put out an album, right? And these lyrics on this album is from it. They're from Jay Z and they're his lyrics, and you know it's almost like y'all put shit out and just be like, eat it up. And we know it's some it's some stealing, and you know, do y'all? I mean, yeah, I mean I, maybe I, it ain't stealing. Maybe it's someone just carrying the torch even further. I feel like you know it's when, it's inspiration. Everybody gets inspired from different things. That's facts. And, you know, and um, you know, you want to add different things and tweak different things to it, and that's cool. But as far as, like, plagiarism, that's different. Like, that's I mean, what I worry about with y'all, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, plagiarism swear, bro. is never okay, no matter no matter what, what space you're in. It's right. never okay just to take what somebody is doing and then just putting a new face on it. And Are you telling like, me y'all don't worry about that, bro? Y'all are numero uno <laughs> in a space that seems to be, like... I mean, I there ain't even a two. <laughs> I feel like people copy. People already copy us all the time, but I always feel like the the problem with copying somebody is that you're always one step behind. Exactly. And you gotta wait. And you don't know where they going. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and you gotta wait. Yeah. You gotta wait to see when something next. happens next. Right. So it's like, right. All right. You could copy what we did, but we that's old. Right. By the time you copy it, we already on to something else. Right. And that that actually is a challenge because it's like now you gotta stay up to date. You guys you gotta always constantly stay fresh. And um now what you're doing is you just leading the pack. And now everybody's just following, following, following. But it's good to be the leader because you can dictate wherever you want it to go. Right. Dictate wherever you want it and to go. And then when yeah. you know somebody copy you, you throw in a little something to throw them off yeah. here. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, so you can look at it from that standpoint, but I'm I can look at it from this standpoint as like, yo. Let's do something that can change the world. And let's see him copy that. So like, Ooh. all right, well, let's go to, yeah, Le let's yeah, go to Legos. Yeah, yeah the right, Africa let, thing was yeah, big. Let's see if people follow that trend. Like, yo, yo let's bro, go to, did, let's go to Cairo. You know what I'm saying? Some <laughs> things that they, they it's going to be tough to duplicate. Like, you just ran off what we did in the last two weeks. But if we ran off what we did in the last six months, Ain't it's no gonna copying be, that. It's going to be tough to say, like, oh, I can do the Invest Fest. Ain't no copying Right, because now we at our Basel. I know y'all can't see it. Let me see. <laughs> Ain't no copying that, bro. Y'all doing too speaking. much. What um let's let's talk about um let's talk oh, this is a good one. For 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 us, right? For blacks, uh our people. One thing we won't do, like I said, most rappers, most entertainers, they only know things that's being told to them. But one thing we will do is utilize some information once we get it, especially when, once they package it right. We saw, and y'all tell me if y'all aware of this, we saw this about six months ago uh, go viral about what to do with the tax write-off with the 6,000 pounds. You see how they packaged that and the hood hold on, too? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, you said that you, you saw that? Where do you think people heard that? 
They come from y'all. <laughs> so so that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. But, but but this is what I'm saying though. How the f- that was packaged. <laughs> like it seemed like the internet took that, packaged it <laughs> in a way, and bro, that was everywhere. TikTok millions of like dudes was regurgitating it, and that's what I'm saying. Dope. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like you create something and watch. But some- we will do what we need to do once we get the information, but yeah. it gotta be simplified in that way to the point where I don't know if y'all put it out there like that, but people were saying the reason why the rapper goes and gets the G Wagon is because of the and it's like, oh, I wanna be like the rapper. Yeah. I was talking to Big Facts about that. I'm like, yo, I heard Tip, shout out to Tip. I'm like, yo, I heard Tip talking about the six thousand pound rule, and they just started laughing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's dope that he's talking about it because, right, like, it, it, it spreads the message. Right. But it was crazy because, like, we always talk about having a lesson in everything, and so when we buy something, there's a lesson in it, right? We talk when he posted about the Rolex. It was like, yo, it's gold, gold appreciation value. We keep this long term. We be patient with it. The watch is gonna be worth more long term. Right, if we keep it as a factory right, watch, right, 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 with most people like put it a bust, bust down. It down. But nah, the car nah, situation nah. was like, we had just bought Range Rovers, and rather than be like, yo, we got Ranges, like you know what I'm saying? Jay's been yeah, talking I'll about that though. Game out. Oh, let's teach them something about like what you can do buying this in the business name and right. six thousand pounds. So there's a lesson in everything, right? You see what I'm saying? What what is there any more tidbits of shit out there like that that we get a hood <laughs> right quick? Oh, we got some stuff. We get a hood or something because I mean, you know. Let's talk about business credit, man. Let's talk about how to build that. What's business credit? How do you build it? Yeah, business credit. So, you know, personal credit, everybody's familiar with um, where, you know, you have like personal credit cards and you, you know, put everything in your your name, in your personal name. So, you know, when we started to get educated on like, nah, you don't need to put everything in your personal name. Like you can actually leverage more on your business credit. Right. Business side. Right. So that's even going back to like the cars, putting your cars. Right. And you really should put everything. Um, nothing should be in your own personal name after a certain point. Like even See, you got to get me together, bro. Yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> yeah, get, yeah. help get me together because I'm out here playing. I got, man, I got, man, I got five cars in my name. Uh, like, I'm doing too much, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all, you know, y'all going to have to help in, me, but in, continue. In, I'm sorry. in the event of a lawsuit, right? I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. So it makes perfect sense. I almost was done in a divorce. Yeah. Exactly. I almost was finished in a yeah. divorce. But continue. We can talk about that too. But continue. Yeah. So, so it be so so put everything in your business name. Is there a special way to do that? I've seen people say, and you tell me if it's true. Y'all the kings of. I've seen people say that you can use your name as a business and just like say your name's Alex Smith LLC. Like you can do some shit like that. Is that a thing? Well, like for for the for the cars, it's like you you have to have a certain amount of of. Uh, time to actually have in your full business name or your full business credit. But what you can do is that you can be a personal guarantor, meaning like you can sign off on it personally and they check your own personal credit, but it's still under your business name. So mm. if, if your business is just new and, you know, you might not be able to just fully have it under your business right. name, that's a way to kind of, you know, still have it under your business name, but it uses your personal credit. As you like s- a leverage. As leverage. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keyword. Exactly. Right. Nah, but right. the, business, the business credit is, is extremely important. Just to kind of give you an idea, it's like I, like I have an Amex card, and my Amex card, my own personal Amex, my limit, probably like $15,000 on my Amex card. And I had it for a long time. I got excellent history, excellent credit, all that. But when we got the business Amex, our limit is probably like $120,000. Oh, man. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, the, Sign so me you up. know, you always get more leverage with your business. Um, and as you're, as you're building business credit, 
now that's going to put you in a position to, you know, fund bigger projects. So, yes. you know, you're talking about, I right, I want to, you know, I just told about I, I want to just buy this shirt, like a personal credit. I want to buy a building or I want to buy, I got to get all of this equipment, all of this right, equipment might good. be like $60,000, right. right? So that's stuff that, you know, is is all business expenses. So going back to the taxes, like you put this on your business business credit. So A, you're building up your business credit. You're getting points for, for putting it on your business credit. But then you can also deduct all of that on your taxes because now it's like this is a business expense for your, for your business as opposed to just buying a camera and just, you know, doing anything that you want with it like you actually can prove all right this i'm using this for my business that's why it's important to have your business set up correctly a lot of people don't even have their business set up they just starting when you say set up correctly you mean like what? corporate structure so it's like you have an llc you have right. an s corp c corp like so it's like you have before you start a business you should have that set up LLC. so you shouldn't mm -hmm. just start a business and just say okay um, I'm gonna start a podcast, but I'm still going just run it out of my personal yeah, no. bank account. See, but that's I'm gonna tell you. I have see, man. I, I with me, I fund. I'm funding everything out of my personal account, mm. and it's a mistake. I just did a live event with me, and I made money from it. So you know, I made my money back. Yeah. But it's like. It's per I'm coming out of my personal account. You said that's a mistake. Yeah, and it's not even, it doesn't take that hard. Like, once you set up the LLC, right? And I have an LLC. Uh, you get the EIN number, so you go to the bank, and then you set up a business bank account, right? You set the business bank account up, and now, you know, all the transactions should come into that business bank account. And then you can use your business debit card for expenses, or if you get a business credit card, you can use a business credit card. So it just makes it a lot cleaner, mm -hmm. a lot easier. So when you do your taxes, it's not like, you have to like go back and forth. Like you just say, okay, this is my business Out account. Out of business yeah. account and, and everything. And then you have, set up. Exactly. Yeah, you have an account that keep, keeps yeah. the books for you. Okay. Tracks all of your expenses. This is all things that you learn as you go. Right. But, you know, it can save you a lot of money, especially dealing with the IRS. Mm -hmm. and you don't want to have those problems. Yes. And even like I, just, I just did this yesterday. Like he's telling, I literally just did it. It doesn't, people think it'll take a long time. Like it, I literally filed from the LLC last week, opened a bank account yesterday. But even in the podcast space, and it's something like, is a gem too. It was like, when you have the LLC, right, your company, let's say your, your podcast is the LLC, right, and you're doing a podcast out your home, now you can rent the home to your business, right, because you're using it as your studio. Yeah, you yeah, see I, I would see it. That's what I'm saying. See, little shit like that we yeah. need to know. Because a lot of the time why we can't get up and going is because we robbing Peter to try to fund Paul. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm working and I'm taking two, four, five hundred at this check to go get this camera. You know, but if we can set that up right and streamline it, you know, that'll be a beautiful thing. So so business uh credit, you get a LLC, get your EIN number, open up a business account. Is there any tricks? Like, cause I see a lot of people buy this trade line, and if you you know put us on your, we'll get you right in that G wagon. <laughs> you know what's up with all of that? Yeah, stuff? it is. I mean, we're not credit experts, so I right, don't want to kind of give yeah. give advice on yeah. that. As far as like with the trade lines and all of that, is stuff. that a real thing though? Trade lines are real. Yeah, for uh, sure. it's, real it's thing, like right. making somebody an authorized user to use your account. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, they just. Well, maybe that's not something we should talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, my, my mom did that for me. Okay. Because right? it okay. could be used for good, right? Okay. Like, my mom had an uh, American Express card since 1985. When I was 18, I was able to use that. When they looked at my credit history, it went back to 1985. I was three years old. 
but she's had a good outstanding. She made me an authorized user, right. so I get the benefits of having her good credit. Now, all I have to do is be responsible going forward with it to help my credit. She has obviously has to be responsible, but it builds my credit at 18. Now that I, at 19, when I go to college, I can apply for a credit card because I have credit history. I also see y'all give some very dope information about your children and how to how to do something for your children to set them up. What was that? I don't know if it was start a business and some. Yeah, yeah, you could um, you could you could pay your children. You could start it if you if you are self employed. If you have a business, you can hire your children, and um, you can pay them. And it's a tax deduction uh, for the company, and um, they don't pay any taxes on it. So yeah. it's like oh, instead man. of instead of giving your, your child an allowance, it's like you know you have them actually working as you know an employee to the company, and now they actually a they're learning, you know. They're growing in the family business. Mm-hmm. Um, you save money because it's actually a tax deduction, and they're getting money, yeah. and that they can use. So it's like you know, it's one of these things that is it's a very efficient way of doing business. Yeah. And right. one of the benefits, you know, the tax law was really written for entrepreneurs and investors. It exactly, wasn't, it wasn't uh, you know written for uh, employees. So no. you you find all of these different loopholes and all of these benefits for people that's employers for entrepreneurs. And for investors, that's why we encourage people to be entrepreneurs and investors, not only for taxes, but that's one of the reasons why. It's It's just benefits uh, with it, man. Not only liberation and freedom and also the ability to... I always tell people, man, like I I, I asked uh, Jason Wilson. I asked him, I'm like, uh, you know, because I hear him kick a lot of healing and even Charlemagne, and we'll talk a little bit about Envy Charlemagne and them because they're some good dudes. Um... But I asked Jason Wilson, like, yo, I know everybody says heal, right? But in the ghetto, it's like they really, I'm telling you, I'm there. I'm I'm down there trying to teach them about talking. They literally, and a, a lot of times, don't know where the next meal coming from, right? It's like it's almost like if you got a job. Say you got a job and they give you two weeks off. Uh, those first couple of days, you're not going to clean your garage, you know, you're not going to tidy up your closet. You're going to try to catch up on rest, you know. And sometimes in the neighborhood, they don't have that leisure to be able to worry about, let me let me sit down and worry about can I heal? Because mama trying to get me to work today. She need $20 for gas. Like the car run hard, but she can get us there if she just had 20 And I'm trying to keep my job. I got three points because I've been missing. Like it's a lot of those little things going on to where they don't really have that that time to go say, let me focus on 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 healing. You know what I'm saying? So um I like I like to always, you know, just kind of kind of mention that. Now where were we at? I do this all the time. My fans, <laughs> my fans know this too. They like He was talking about the 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 child um paying your children. And, then and I was to, going somewhere after that. You was like, it's just a lot of benefits of being an entrepreneur. Yes. Um. So I, I, I'm sure to come back. Let's talk about talk to me about uh, Charlemagne. We'll talk about Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Uh, but I want to keep those two guys separate because I know <laughs> you guys have relationships with both of them in different different facets. Yeah. Um, talk to me about Charlemagne. What's what, what what for me? Charlemagne is probably the most important person. Um, in regards to media, a lot of those street gritty guys, I find myself like how I do with y'all, having explained to them the value of these people. Even like with Charlemagne, because they see the new Charlemagne. <laughs> I'm telling them, bro, the game, what the game at right now, is cause of Charlemagne, right? Cause of the how he stretched the t-shirt. You know, it yeah. wasn't necessarily he was doing things that would 
that would you would directly do, but for him to be in that seat doing some of those things, it opens the market, you know. Um, and so I always thought, you know, damn man, this dude is really, really working his move up there. How how did y'all get co connected with Charlemagne? And just talk to me about Charlemagne, what y'all feel about him and, and who he is as an individual in this game. Yeah, Charlemagne, definitely a good good brother. Um, we got connected with my man Chad, Chad from 85 South. And um, he was... Uh, shout out 85 South. Shout out to 85 that's South. That's the bros. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he was telling him about... And, and also... Um, um, Mandy. Mandy B. From, from Horrible Decisions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she she be in here. Yeah, this is yeah, 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 yeah. Shout yeah, out to yeah, Mandy yeah. and we Shout out Mandy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, they both was telling Charlemagne about us because at the time he had just started the Black Effect, uh, his podcast network. So they was both telling him, like, yo, you need to holler at Earn Your Leisure. And they was telling him about us. So I guess, um, you know, Chad was, like, telling him. And then I guess... Charlemagne was like, all right, let me, let, you know, let me speak with them. So um, he gave Charlemagne my number. Charlemagne hit me, and I remember at his house when yeah, he called me. That crib. was dope for me because I, <laughs> yes, I, I've been rocking with Charlemagne for a long time. Yeah, I got his yeah, book yeah, and all of that. So yeah, you know, it's always sure. dope when somebody calls you, like you know, yeah, somebody yeah. that you watch on television and shit like that. Like you know, what I'm saying? beautiful. So he called me. He was a super humble dude. Like, yo, bro, I've been hearing a lot about you. I've been hearing about y'all platform. Da 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 da. He was telling me about what he had going on, and I'm like, though, man, I, I appreciate you even, you know, thinking about us. Right. So, um, you know, we had like a, like a 15 minute conversation, and then he had put me in touch with the people from iHeart, and that kind of, you know, um, developed our relationship of working with Black Effect and iHeart, and uh, from there, it was just an organic relationship that we built with him. And yeah. you know, we've been on the Breakfast Club a few times. He's done stuff. For us. He just was on our book club for EY University. I've seen that. Um, and he's just a super, super humble. Down to earth dude, but like you say, you know, he's definitely done a lot and a lot of time. You know, people don't really fully appreciate somebody until until it's too late. Right, you know? right, right. But it's like, you know, for him to, you know, start as a, a radio disc jockey and now he's a media mogul, Some, like you know what I'm saying? Fame. He's yeah. something different, man. I tell people, I'm telling you, man, when I when I look at dude like, you know, and I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point, man, and uh, but he's the GOAT. Like, he's the GOAT, man, in this shit. Like, talking shit. He's the GOAT, bro. Like, far as, again, you know, because I was telling Parlay, because, see, Parlay, and it'll come out. We talked about it on this podcast, and he was basically saying, like, nah, man. I See, because they just saw clips of little things, and then it went away, and then next thing you know, he comes back as mental health. But if you, if you follow that boy journey... That dude is a mega monster, man. Yeah. You see what they call when they need the big interview? Yeah, man. And even <laughs> even him sitting with Travis Scott. Yeah. Like for me, I say, yo, see, and and when I see that, you know, a lot of people criticize them. I heard people say, nah, we don't need the interview and this and that. First of all, let me say this: we want to definitely send condolences out to anyone that was affected at the Astro World Fest, and that's a very serious thing. Uh, our condolences are with them. Um, in this media space, Charlemagne had to be the person to sit there. Yeah. See, it's a short list of people that can do what some of us can do. Yeah. Ain't but two or three dudes can do what I do. Ain't really nobody can do what y'all do. <laughs> Charlemagne, maybe one. That's really it. He's like like, he's like I'm a saying, hip hop Oprah. Yeah, yeah it's like Oprah. that job is the only. Like he's the only one can do. Like Kanye even said that some of us are earners, some of us are thinkers. He said I don't read well. I really don't. I'm just. I can just put some shit together. Some of us are that, and and some of us can only do those jobs. That's why we got to do our job at building us up. 
Some people, and I want to speak to that. Some people said that we shouldn't. He shouldn't have done the interview. My thing was that interview wasn't for them to speak to the people that was hurt or devastated by what happened. Mm. That interview was a direct response to mass media putting out a documentary. Like they were putting things out that was painting this a certain way, and he insisted on coming out. But Charlemagne is the only person that could have done that job, and we got to give dude his flowers when, when and he, appreciate him for that. When they needed to sit down with Ye, they called him too. That's what I'm year. saying. That's what I'm saying. What 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 what's your situation? You was with him. What's yeah, your interaction man. with Charlemagne? It's the same thing. Like we've been on on calls with him. Right. Super receptive, super supportive. You know, his his biggest advice to us was like, listen. Y'all gonna be in this situation. Make sure y'all take advantage of it. Make sure y'all watch everything. Right. Watch everything and learn as you go. Right. Because what what would be the point of you being here if you didn't Get learn? No like he was starting Black Effect. We were starting EYL Network. He had his podcast network. We had ours. All saying. right. This one. Well, let, let's see how they operate. Okay. They do this. They have biweekly calls. All right. That's what we need to do. Our network. You know what I'm saying? Damn, so like all bro, those things. This like, shit is so lovely <laughs> yeah. to see us finally start to eat out the same pot. Yeah, and it's, it's likewise. Like even for him, it's like when he's talking to us, he's like, "Yo, I need tell me about investing." Right. And so he's learning game from us. Right. You know what I'm saying just humble enough to like, all right, I don't know you do. Can you teach me? Right. And every time we communicate, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Now I know y'all relationship with envy comes through yeah. real estate and yeah. things like that. Talk to me about envy. Yeah. So envy yeah. was. Um, before there was a Dame Dash interview, like that was it. That was our biggest, right. like most notarized, notarized, not notarized, but most notable person right. at the time. I think it was like our third, thirty third episode, and um, he came. Damn, through. that's yes, early, early, early. Yeah. But, like when we talk about like, but some, see again yeah. that I, bro, and see, and he probably know the language. Like, and I've had a couple of you know motherfuckers, but this means so much. Yeah. To me, you know what I'm saying? Just because I know what y'all do and I know what y'all stand for and it means so much to my people. I'm sorry. Go yeah, on. so our partner, um, MG, the mortgage guy, um, had a relationship with him because okay. he was going on the real estate tour with him. I remember And that. so we were just kind of like, yo, let's put this together. And Shadi had this like game plan. He was like, yo, let's just take everybody from the real estate tour and interview him. So he has to know us. <laughs> so we literally took everybody that was on that tour um, and we were like, all right, well, now you got to know who we are. Right. Um, and then I saw him at an event you was a hell of a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we just kept knocking. But that's off. the workaround. Hold on, yeah. Yeah, please yeah. don't forget that. Yeah. That's the workaround. I was back to the conversation we had earlier when I was telling people you running up on dudes every vote and da, 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 it's not gonna work. The workaround, right? Yeah. It's like yo, bro, you can get to me, but you need somebody to put it on my desk that I really appreciate. It's like yeah. it's like chess. Like you can't. You can't just get the king and the queen. You got to get the knight, bishop, rook. Yeah. But only us can understand that. It's only a few of us. Continue. The, the beauty sorry. of it is that those people never had a platform to speak on other than that stage. So people didn't really know who they were either. Right. And so so they'll like, build them at of, the same. Of course. Y'all done built, because y'all, you, I'm going to tell you, I think Wallow and Gilly kind of took a little bit of, which this is what it's, this is what it's for. But I think they took a little bit of y'all business model with the, Business entrepreneur yeah, like, guys, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. A, that was a, I mean, even that's that's a whole nother conversation too. Like when they were starting their podcast, like I remember them calling them, like, "Yo, what equipment do y'all use?" Yeah, so Wallow call me before you started yeah. the podcast. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, "Yo, this but is look, the joints we use." And so, like when we they asked people asking us for a deck, I'm like, "What's that?" They sent us our deck, the deck, like this is what a deck that is. Thing that hold so we just helping each shit. other yeah, when yeah. we were starting in this. He was like, right. "Yo, we about to launch our see, podcast." See, that's what I'm saying. But see. Only a few, see how only a few of us can even think like that. Like, yo, them is the niggas. 
He could have Wallow could have called some other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? But it you because Wallow he Wallow, you know. <laughs> but but it's like these dudes they own the something. You know what I mean? Let me get close to them and see, yo, bro, what y'all? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that that'll put it that'll put his boots on. But um. But yeah, so you said you so, so you say you interviewed everybody so, that was on the morgue. So we got all of them, and then um, my wife was working at uh, Foot Locker at the time, and they were having an event, and I heard en- Envy was going to be the DJ. So I'm like, perfect, I got to go to this event. So I'm like, yo, this is this is the opportunity. I'm going to see him one on one. I'm going to just talk to this dude. Right. And so I I got to the event, and I was standing. I saw him. He was with his daughter. I'm like, damn, this ain't the time. And then like in my head, I'm like. Nah, there's not. There may not be another time. Right. And so I walked up. Push the line. Yeah, yeah. And I walked up to him, and he was just like, "Yo, I heard who y'all are. Uh, I would love to do the show. Let's get it done." Same like, thing you done to me. <laughs> yeah. You see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, bro. That's what I'm saying. It, this game. I tell you something, and y'all tell me if I'm tripping. Cause when I got in the game, right, I've only been doing. I maybe got. 50 episodes or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. In those episodes, it's a lot of people sprinkled, but I haven't put it out yet. And the reason I haven't put out a lot of my big interviews is because I'm still trying to figure out the structure of this thing, right? And I don't want to waste, because I know how these things work, especially with content. You put it out, they hear Dr. Umar say this or Floyd say this on there, and they take that clip, and now it's ran its course. Now I put the interview out, and it really does n- not what it's supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? It's trying to understand the business, but um, when I first got in the game, I was thinking, like, yo, it's going to be rough. Like, these dudes hating. You know, these dudes ain't really going to come talk to nobody. They ain't trying to help nobody. This game ain't really. Bro, it's been surprisingly easy for me right not not easy but it's been because it's a lot go into it but it's mm-hmm. been surprising people have been welcoming to me like my people and i don't know if it's because i come from the ghetto that i think like all right they ain't gonna ain't nobody gonna really try to so i got to work around like same way i did in the street yeah. you know what i'm saying i got to they ain't nobody gonna give me they plug they gonna try to make something off of me when i go through them like i gotta figure out a way around it like i literally come in like that and it's been like big bank just one day randomly hit me up like yo bro i'm inspired by you bro mm. like that shit you do on your podcast i'm inspired and i'm like huh that this time I ain't even got really, I had maybe 8,000 followers, 5,000 followers. Some of them came from music and shit. So it really wasn't a podcast thing. I had just started kicking the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and he come right in like, yo, anything I can do. Like my my Rolodex is your Rolodex. So, but I never push those lines. Because like you said, it's about when it's ready. It's like, all right, it's ready now. Did y'all find it surprisingly welcoming? I know y'all are fixing a problem though, so dudes think they stealing. But you know, it's like <laughs> Yeah, I think for us it was just a matter of just, you know, we really um had a unique mission where it was just to provide information, give information, teach people. So with that, it it opened up a lot of opportunities because people genuinely liked it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like people was like, Yeah, I really rock with this. And then it's like even if somebody didn't wasn't familiar with it, when they became familiar it's with old. it. It's like, oh, it's right, yeah, something yeah. positive. Like, you know, it's kind of hard to, hey, it's no controversy. It's not, you know, anything that would be detrimental. Right. So it's like, once you really start to understand what it is, 
it's, it's one old. of these things that's just like, you know. It's over. Yeah. This, this cake good. And my, I'm sorry, I took y'all off envy. So y'all oh, interviewed yeah. everybody, saw him with yeah, his daughter, I mean, he pushed the line on. He pushed the line and he was like, yo, I love what you guys are doing. Let's just link on the call and let's get it done. But even before we had did that moment, we had been watching. So like, I remember we went to see his seminar just as students. Right. Like, all right, well, we I know we interviewed a bunch of these people, but we never met him. Right. So let's, we, we actually paid and sat down and watched the seminar and we took things because at a certain point we knew like, all right, the live space is something we're going to in, enter. Right. Let's see what this looks like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just being students of it. Right. And eventually, right. obviously, we met uh, his partner, Caesar. Shout out to Caesar, who was, right. who was a guest on the show as well. And we just developed a relationship with them. And they've been super solid. Um, you know what I mean? Envy, again, before there was any person of notoriety, he was the first one to say yes. And after that, like, I remember that was like August of 2019. We went on a crazy run right after that. We that's when we uh, had Wall Street Trap on there, and, and John Henry came, and then the game. Y'all kick it real game. Yeah, y'all kick it. It was a run. Yeah, y'all <laughs> kick it real game, man. Let me see anything else I got for y'all. Uh, what happens if everyone becomes entrepreneurs? If everybody come becomes sellers or entrepreneurs, what happens to the market? To the to like the workforce? Yeah. Um, well, I think that you know, there's always some people that's just not interested in becoming entrepreneurs. And you know that there's a need for people to, um, but I think you can do both. Like even like you know a lot of people that we employ, they're entrepreneurs too on the side. Like mm-hmm. they might have businesses and they, okay. they 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 technically are employees, but they're also entrepreneurs as well. Right. And I think that that's something that you know needs to be highlighted more. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can still work your job. You can still, you know, do do the nine to five thing if you're not ready to jump off the porch full time. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have <laughs> vending machines. You can't, you know. What t- is this vending machine good? Because y'all keep speaking about it. And I saw y'all <laughs> making money with the vending machines. Let, what, what's up with the vending machine space? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the vending machines was just an, like, an idea that we heard on the episode. Shout out to Kashif um, out in Philly. And uh, it was like, all right, this could be pretty lucrative. Right, like somebody making three thousand dollars off of machines a month, it's like all right, that's like somebody's salary. Right, right, like who's just starting in the workforce. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, number one thing we need is location, and so we had the opportunity. The the place that we were running our programs out every summer just happened to be our old high school. I went back and said they didn't have any, and so I was like, mm. oh, this is a unique opportunity. Yes, and so we were like, look, we would love to bring machines, but we wanted to add value, not just put machines in your school and make profit. We said let's add value to this. So what we decided was like, look, all the profits we make every month, we make that we make profit, right? We're gonna give fifteen percent to the graduating class of your high school, of our old high, our old high school, not even their high school, our old high school. But see, I'm, that's even knowing how to see. That's what I'm saying. I think y'all may be undervaluing your ability to structure those kind of things. Yeah. Because with all the fucking leverage, or even with the little leverage that you have, when you're able to then say, hey. You see, because that shit in conjunction makes a good deal. Our, our thing was like, how can we make it so that they can't say no? Right. That's so what I'm like, saying. Right. That's so what we're I'm like, saying. we're going to get 15% because we know we're coming out of a pandemic. Everybody, you know, people were hit with hardships, right? And so rather than saying like, yo, this is how much the problem is going to be this year. This is how much senior dues is going to be this year. Nah, we have something that's going to provide income for your senior class every and cost single month. And cost you nothing. You, real put, estate you're not using. Yeah, that's a spot in the build. It. We're putting the machines in and we're giving you profit from the machines. There's no way to say no to that. So there but you see, go. But, but see, again, understanding how to place these things because... One of us can come from the neighborhood with the same ideal of vending machines, right? 
and without that being put out there, that you had to structure something that made it make sense that uh, approached their school that they went to yeah. and say, yo, I got vending machines. Like, what? The, what's the vibes? And they're like, yeah, we already got vending machines. Right? right? Because they don't understand that where's the value in this? Where, I have to find some value, structure it in that way because at that time, the leverage is the value that I'm giving you back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily nothing. I had my leverage... In that situation, isn't necessarily nothing that I own. Like I, don't, I can't say you get you get my big audience to come in here and buy from your vending machines, or mm -hmm. you get my like the leverage I'm giving you is I'm gonna put something here that's costing you nothing. I'm giving you understanding of what's happening and how you can make money from it. Mm -hmm. And in that, that structuring of a deal or that structuring of a scenario, bro, there's immense value in that. Yeah, and then we we took students like. One of our students who was in our program in the summer is now part of the vending business. So he just graduated from the school that the vending machines are in. The kids he used to walk the hallways with, they see him coming in as an entrepreneur every morning right. to load the machines. They're like, yo, you was just here. Right. Now he's, <laughs> now he's a boss. See, that's love. You see what I'm saying? And that's pushing the line. Yeah. That's pushing the line. The next kid's going to see it. Right. So now we're getting student volunteers who are like, yo, can I help you bring the yo, packages in? All right, let's give them a little bit of money because they help him bring the packaging in. You see what I'm saying? But I want what he said is true. Like that, that entrepreneur versus nine to five, like you could do both. You could do both. I always say this, like, because I was teaching. Like I remember like him and, and Mike, our other partner, they've been entrepreneurs. And so like, There'll be text threads going off, and I'm like teaching the class, and I'm like, damn, I can't. Really <laughs> yeah, on. they already out but doing their thing. The key is like, everybody will have like most people will have a nine to five or a nine to three, right? But it's about what you do from five to twelve will, that will determine how long you're gonna be in that nine to five. Because I remember Dame and Envy yeah. had a real nasty, not nasty, needed conversation. Needed, needed running, conversation. right, be about entrepreneur. And right then was one, that was really, that Charlemagne and, and a couple of people made me want a podcast. That, that, that was, was so much game. Just, that was so powerful. They were going back and forth. It was like, no, nah, but I'm good. They was like, do you own the radio station? <laughs> it was the like, most powerful interview in my mind. Yeah. For any entrepreneur. I was like, whoa. Yes. Because he going against the grain. Scribbling outside. But now you see, look at every one of the, the Hall of Fame cast that they have at the Breakfast Club. Envy, real estate. Right, he might have been doing that prior, right? But not at this level, right? Now they all kicked in the high gear because it was offensive. Listen, man, Dame Dash is offensive, man, because he's a he gonna talk that boss talk, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying offensive, like hurt your feelings, but chest up, chin, you know, yeah. chin up, chest out. You know, he wanted them. He coming with that vibe, man. He come in there to 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 some people that's multi millionaires on their in their own right. Yeah. But the but the liberation and the ownership. It's different. And he was he went to kicking that. Like, yo, man, like such and such and such and such. And he was on it that day. If you remember that interview, he took his glasses off, went to like he was he was in rare form. Like, and that's the dame I love to see though. Yeah. Cause that's the one that speak directly to my spirit. That dame that was... and that Charlemagne and that envy. They speak directly to my spirit when they go to talking that. Well, I could do that and do this too, though, right? Damn, can't I work in there? And I'm just soaking it up. Just the whole world were really soaking, soaking that moment up. Let me ask you guys about uh, crypto. You think they'll regulate crypto? Yeah, I think so. It's just a matter of time. Will that hurt it? Uh, a little bit, but I feel like, you know, not really. I, I feel like, you know, it, it's just going to give... Uh, 
it, it needs some 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 level of regulation. I feel like you know because there's a lot going on, but it it will give it even more um, widespread uh, scalability. Mm. And it's just like stocks, like stocks is regulated, you know. Right. It's like so, I mean, people think that crypto um, doesn't have government control now, but it already has government control. If it Does had government it? control, it wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to tax it. Like you tax you, you take. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, was good. it a time you didn't tax crypto? Yeah, there was. Okay, yeah. that's the last time the, I had in the early update. days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now you know. Now it's taxed. Um, you know, banks have crypto. Um, it's you can get crypto on credit cards now. So it's becoming uh, yeah, pretty yeah. like they on their way. Did yeah, yeah, yeah. What about NFTs? See, I'm gonna tell you something. NFT that ain't made it to the hood yet. The the, <laughs> the, the rap guys are doing it because they again they you could just they everything they know they've been told. Yeah. So if they've been told NFT is a hell of a thing, yeah. they'll, you know, buy the right person. And you hear Kanye always talk about, they always put somebody around me that got something to tell me, pitch me something, or try to get me to go here and do this. So rappers, all of them are like that. They Somebody's reporting to them, NFT's a new thing, bro. You need it. So y'all, yeah, what do y'all know about NFT and it? Is NFT uh, a valuable asset to have? Yeah, I think so, um, especially for guys in music. Um, it's something that you can control, right? And a smart chain, a, a blockchain contract is put on the asset. So for a musician, it makes perfect sense, right? You don't have to go to a label. You create your own project. You put a price on it, and you could put a commission on it, which I think is the real the, the crazy. So explain value. that break. So like Tory Lanez put out an album, right? Mm -hmm. He sold it for a dollar, right? A million people bought it. He's platinum. He made a million dollars, right? On on One, yeah on math, right? But if he puts a commission on the future sales of it now if you sell that album for ten dollars and, and owe him a kickback every time it gets sold and it's, it doesn't and it's not like he has to go find well, the where's person. the value in that if everybody one million people have the same well that's if it's at one million but what if he does an album that's ten dollars and he only makes a thousand of them right right and it's like world reclaim as a classic album people are going to want to have it like remember when uh Skrilli did the the wu-tang album there was one yes, wu-tang album yes yes the value just sold at five million I exactly think. yeah you see what i'm saying but like if that got sold again he doesn't get paid right wu-tang doesn't mm, get paid they're saying. not gonna make right. money off today right, but right. like if somebody sells tory's album again every time it gets sold because In it's perpetuity exactly and it's a it's a block it's a smart contract so he doesn't have to go searching for the person he doesn't need um, a publicist, BMI, he, anything yeah, he, like that. He don't. He doesn't need anybody to go find the money for him anymore, right? The money's already in the contract. If it's sold, he gets a whatever percentage he sets for it. He makes money the, for as long as that's being sold. Is the market big enough to do NFT market big? Like, is it? It's growing. It's growing, but most people don't have the knowledge of. Like you said, like the hood don't really understand it, right? Right, and that's just music. But like people can do that with art. Because I see pictures, then I get spams every day, all day on my Instagram. But, you know, NFT, we started, I said, somebody got a mean campaign going on with this stuff. Yeah. This, like, this, But I, I get to thinking, like, it's a picture. Like, what do I, I still can't, even with you saying that, yeah. I understand what you're saying, right? Meaning, hey, it has a starting point. And the starting point continues to make some, no matter where this goes. Right. So if you could, it, it can go fifteen times. Some still comes back to that starting. Yeah, point. But you can add incentives to it too, right? So with that album, there might be um, a ticket to a show, right? Or right, it could be for a, sure. it, it could be anything. It could be like a signed autograph or a picture right, or a right, meet right. somewhere. There's incentives that you can add to that NFT, and so it makes it rare, right? The the point of NFT is non You can't duplicate what's being sold. 
And that's what confuses me when there's a million of them being sold. Yeah. You don't, so you're saying it's NFT, you can't duplicate it, but then he sells a million NFTs. And it's like, that's a duplication to me. But the experience inside of it, there might be experience that's with that, right? Like, it's a million of them. Yeah, there's a lot, but there's nine billion people, almost nine billion people in the world. Right. You see what I'm saying? A million is a limited source. Or when Oh, he, so yeah, 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 yeah. When we're dealing saying? with sheer numbers, we're, right. We're dealing right, with, it's right. not like a United States thing. Right. The NFTs uh, and right, blockchain right, right. and cryptocurrency is a global thing. Right. It's like a, a global sensation. Right. Right. So like in art, same thing. Fashion, the same thing. Like Nike just bought... Uh, and if they bought a, a digital space uh, in the metaverse, right? And so, like, they have a company that has virtual apparel, right? Well, why is Nike doing that? Well, number one, if the metaverse is the thing of the future and people are living in that space, like Roblox and obviously Facebook changed their name to Meta. Right. Those are going to be items that will be sold inside of that that space. Now, the crazy thing with Nike is that they have the uniqueness that they can have the virtual uh, piece of art, right? The actual shoe, but they could also make it very unique, where that you can have the physical copy of it as well, to match that. To match yeah, it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Now it's it becomes be super limited. Right, right, right. So I mean, I still, I mean, I, I still can't wrap my brain around that shit, man. I mean, I, I, I definitely understand that, yeah. right? But I'm trying to put it to in in a way where it's like, it's just elementary, and and I get. I get by numbers, right? So the experience with it, I get all that. I'm just looking for the value. And I think I'm late, and a lot of us in the hood are late, not understanding that those games, like when you buy V-Bucks and things like that, that's been a thing. Like I've mm-hmm. spent hundreds of dollars in yeah. 2K You've been prepared online. For, yeah. They prepared you for this moment. Right, right. And so it's, it's like <laughs> now shit is really moving to like, Bro, they buying land in the metaverse, bro. Like, are y'all going to get anything in the metaverse? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we haven't. We haven't. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, but definitely something that we interested in. I mean, you know, this, this, this is the wave. This is the wave of the future, so you got to be educated on it. Like you said, it, it might sound crazy, but if you have kids, you kind of already know about V-Bucks right. and, and app saying. purchases. Right. And nature, so it doesn't really, it's not too crazy if you think about it from that standpoint. That's what I'm saying. You've playing, when, if you've been playing 2K... You've been playing Grand Theft. You've been playing, like, you've been prepared for this moment. You've right. already been doing it. I tell you something. I had a dude, because I play Xbox sometimes. Nowadays, I probably play once every six months. But I used to get on Xbox, and I had a guy on there that was really, really gone. Like he would, I would get on there, and they they would knew I was out doing music, so I'll get on there. He'd be like, "Yeah, Loon, I just got the Benz, I got the Bentley, you know what I mean? I just got me a new mansion and be dead serious. I'm talking about not see, as I can't even give you the gravity of it. That's how serious the boy. The boy lost his wife because he literally was so invested in like who I am on Grand Theft. Now I got to wear a green bandana today and things like that. Now. I looked at him and was like, you're bugged out. But now, fast forward to now, I'm like... Ahead of his time. Yeah, <laughs> this dude was they, really... He's been trained. They've been training. But him. but I think it, I think he didn't go in like we're going in. We're going in like, all right, this is a thing, y'all. Let's head this way. He yeah. got sucked in. Yeah. You yeah. know, he got sucked in from just a game, playing a game. Like, next thing you know, this is who he is. And that's what will happen with Metaverse. And that's why we better plan our feet in that shit at some point, man. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, again, man, I got, I'm going to give y'all these, man. I got some. I appreciate that, uh, bro. Members only. 
<laughs> Members only uh, hoodies for you guys, man. They come with the Louis bag. You know what's in it. <laughs> <laughs> which side? Uh, one of y'all are two X. I'm a two X. Yeah, yeah. Y'all might have to figure out which one is two X and which one. I think that's one X two X. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. They members it. only merch, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, y'all. Yes, Lord. It's up yeah, in the podcast. That's a fact. And I, I just, man, like I said, I thank y'all guys, man. And um, hopefully, man, like I said, we can. Definitely link in and, and continue to build. I can come and support y'all guys wherever y'all doing something, man, and vice versa. Um, and I just preach out, appreciate y'all stopping by, man. And, and I want to definitely say this to young creators out there, man. These guys are some of the realest in the game. These guys didn't charge me. These guys didn't ask me uh, to send them over any kind of in or any. These dudes Here's just the questions said, I need you to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or send over the questions. They didn't act Hollywood. They didn't do any of that. So I just really want the people out there to know that our black people, our men, especially in this podcasting space, they are being surprisingly uh, uh, helpful and, and trying to help one of their own you know, get his feet planted in this thing, man. And I, and again, I thank y'all. Y'all my brothers forever, man. And y'all need anything from me, I'm there. This thing will go big. I can promise you that. Um, and, and if y'all need me for anything, man, I'm there. And I appreciate y'all. Yeah, love is right, love, bro. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it's you, man. Keep oh, killing it. It's up there podcast. It's up there podcast. The biggest ever. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Something is stuck. Yes, Lord. <laughs>